Hey everybody, welcome once again to another episode of The Table Podcast. Nick Hand here, hope you're doing uh, well. Today on the podcast, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we have the owner of Elevate Nutrition and the founder of the official Iron Bullies with us, uh, joined by someone who's been on the podcast before, Austin Ariola. Uh, he's a legend, uh, but this time uh, Edgar's joining us, Edgar Espino, and it's going to be, the, the conversation was... Um, Super awesome. Listen to the whole thing because there's a lot of things that once you get into it, if it takes you a while to get uh, get through the podcast, there's a lot of things that I think are great food for thought, um, especially if you're driven towards being an entrepreneur or starting things or living above the norm. Um, this definitely is a podcast for you. Lots of um, just unconventional thinking and thinking about things that we really should uh, be thinking about. If you like the podcast, uh, please tell your friends, continue to spread the word, like, rate, comment, review, all those kinds of things. And um, we will see you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Edgar Espino and Austin Ariola. First the barricade, now the table. How many how many shirt versions do you think that you have? Probably like a hundred. <laughs> really? Uh, no, probably like fifty, close to fifty. Just nah, different. More than that. Yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. How like, often are you coming up with new stuff? Uh, every, yeah, basically. Really? You just think? Uh, do you are you like always thinking like of that? Yeah, I mean, I was. Uh, I forgot who I was talking to, but this was recently. Um, I think it was yesterday, actually, because. The company Meatheads, uh -huh. um, they're trying to work out a deal with us through Elevate to kind of get all of their... What uh, is Meatheads? The mover it's a movie. Oh, the movers. Yeah, where it's it's like, yeah, yeah. So basically, they're trying to uh, get to, with us to see what kind of um, discount we could offer their employees. Okay. So they just came in yesterday and I was telling them about how, I mean, I'm working around the clock, you know, yeah. even if I'm driving or... Which I'm not supposed to do, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I think of an idea, I'll pull over and just kind of just go to work. You know, dude. People yeah. who are speaking of driving, not doing things you're supposed to do, dude. Yeah. Somebody, I was on my phone the other day, and somebody just like um, pulled up to my window, and they're like flipping me off. They're like, yeah. get off your phone. Yeah. And I was like, the last <laughs> thing I want to do right now is get off my phone just because you're doing. Oh, that, most you definitely. Know? I mean, it's, people are. It's like telling the kid not to do something. It, it, <laughs> makes them anxious to want to do it more it, it does you know? it's but, hard not to do you do you have a lot of people that ask you for discounts and stuff like that is this like surprised. a normal thing you'd be surprised really man. yeah i mean people in general don't want to pay full price for anything which is understandable yeah. i guess i mean that's pretty <laughs> that's human but it mm -hmm. just it sometimes it's kind of disrespectful at the same time for yeah. sure you know, know what i mean like, like uh uh they expect stuff just for free mm -hmm. like i mean like oh give me a shirt man like they don't see the the work that goes into anything they don't. or they don't value it the same you know which i mean if you're like supporting something you're more likely going to get something for free or get stuff thrown in there versus just like walking in demanding stuff like, is that is that tough for you guys especially because you rely probably like when you launch something you're relying on your sphere of influence you're relying on oh, friends sure. you're relying on family people that are like a part of the brotherhood so to speak or a part of the tribe is it hard because do a lot of the i mean a lot of times like it's your friends that you think come on hook me up bro like you yeah. know what i mean but honestly 
<clears throat> and Austin knows this more than anybody because I just communicated to him more more often than anybody else. Yeah. Just because I feel so so close to him yeah. now. Uh, but I would say about ninety five percent of my clientele or my customers is not family and friends. Mm -hmm. It's complete strangers. But starting and, off, I oh, would probably of course, was, of right? Of course. Yeah, just because like even I mean, I still have the text message saved when I first launched my brand. And it was basically just a message to anybody who was on my contact list, like, hey, I'm launching this brand. If you guys want to support, you know, uh submit your pre orders or whatever. Yeah. That's once I knew what to do and not so much the original order which consisted of uh shirts that i wasn't willing to sell just because yeah. the quality was not good has people have people take taken that hustle seriously like i feel like starting off like when you were starting off the brand oh, for sure. do you feel like people from the get were like yeah this nah, is cool no no not at all because <laughs> it, it's, it's seldom like that for, for entrepreneurs i oh, feel like for sure but i mean even people now who claim to have rocked with me since the beginning really didn't really didn't but i mean i know that i don't have to tell them like no you didn't you know what i mean like i just it is Do what it they is they know that they should <laughs> they yeah should. they should i mean but at the same time i don't hold it against anybody because this is not my first rodeo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, it is my first on my own yeah. that I decided, you know what? It's time to invest in me. And uh, luckily I have, well, not luckily, but just through working on my work ethic, yeah. I've decided to like go all in on myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's and how you have I to. I mean, at that. some point you have to, right? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Um, and then people find out as you go, uh, what you got, you yeah. Know? Like, I mean, oh. they'll doubt you in the beginning. I think that's just human. And then I think it's interesting. And that's kind of what I'm getting. I want to touching on like the entitlements of those that are, are around you. It, it's, it's weird to be human because people will, ex they'll expect things of you yeah. that a lot of times they shouldn't, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's the same people that expect things of you are sometimes the ones that'll doubt you when you're like trying to start something oh, and definitely. trying to go after it that aren't the, you know, the supporters in the, in the beginning until you become something. And it's yeah. like, Oh no, I know that yeah. guy. Yeah. But you know what? It's, it's also good to know that that exists, but be strong enough to rely on yourself yeah. regardless if there's one person or a thousand people yeah you know what i mean because i mean i've told austin and he's experiencing it himself nowadays you know doing his own things or own projects and stuff like that how frustrating it can be when mentally you're you're counting on people yeah and they have the tendency to not show up because lack of pay or right. what have you just because especially here I don't know if it's a Central Valley thing or yeah. a Fresno thing or just where you live thing. But the way I see it is when something gets started, um, people don't understand how long it's going to take to be able to fund right. uh, being able to pay people. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you'll go broke. Right. Uh, and most people don't understand that. That's like uh, having $100 and trying yeah. to distribute a hundred dollars to a hundred people. Yeah. What are you going to be left with? Nothing. Right, right. You know what I mean? So at the same time, being able to be strong enough to let people know, um, 
this is going to take time. Yeah, you have Bear to. Bear with me. The payout is coming at some yeah. point because I still continue to make posts in regards to that because uh, being a, an adult, you yeah. feel bad because you want to pay people for their dues or, right. or for any favor. You know, like if I personally ask Austin to do something for me, whether I could give him money in exchange for his time or take him out to dinner, I'm going to do it just yeah. because that's within me to do so. Yeah. I mean, I don't have friends that'll do that for me. Right. But, you know, I just, I guess I trained myself mentally to to be that type of person. Yeah. Just because, uh, like I said, I didn't experience it at all. Not with a parent, not with friends. So I feel like I took it upon myself to become that figure that no matter how long it takes, I'm going to pay people what I feel I owe them. Yeah. You know, which is something that I hope that, you know, not everybody has. I think that's something that's special about you. Yeah. You know, in the few conversations that I've had you know, with you up to now, mm -hmm. it's very evident that you have a burden in a good way to do right by people to, you know, to help yeah. people find the payoff <laughs> or to coach them through mm -hmm. the midst of things to not have to go through the things that you went through, oh, the things definitely. that you've experienced. Yeah. Not everybody, not everybody's like yeah. that. A lot, of, I, a lot of people like to keep the, their lessons learned to themselves. Yeah. And honestly, I think it's because I'm a sibling mm -hmm. to so many people or other humans. Cause yeah. you know, my parents had nine kids together wow. and uh, it's still super low income. You know what I mean? I mean, it's sustainable enough to eat. Yeah. But past that point, there's no wealth. There's no guarantee in making it in life. So I had to be the one to not be scared of, mm. you know, throwing myself in the fire and coming out the other side successfully. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Not, I don't consider myself to be successful just yet because even with, you know, having the nutrition store and the clothing brand is finally gaining some type of momentum and with the pre-workout, yeah. you know, I always tell myself, you're still nobody, right. you know, and not in a negative way. It's just right. to stay humble and continue to work towards uh, gaining more knowledge, uh, putting our name out there yeah. and not becoming stagnant in any type of way, because yeah. I see too many people, they gain some ground whether they have a huge following or a small following, they they get a couple of coins in their pockets yeah. and they somehow feel like they made it. Right. And uh, success in a monetary form isn't everything that I'm chasing, yeah. but I am trying to secure some type of good future for myself, for yeah. my daughter, for my family and my close friends and anybody that really I could impact possibly. I think because you got to think too, like the the money aspect of it, then it becomes the question, is that really success? Yeah, because exactly. it's pretty evident the ones that are the movers and the shakers in our society, success doesn't start with with the, the thriving business. No. Like success is a mentality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It it starts here mm -hmm. before yeah. you ever before you ever see it here. You know, exactly. that's why I think you get around people who talk about it's like, oh, you get it. Like mm -hmm. you you get that, yeah, you you are successful. Yeah, I know you may not have the money mm -hmm. yet, or you, your business may not be where you want it yet. Yeah. But if you get it here it's gonna be pretty hard to stop you oh most definitely and i think uh i've had more conversations in regards to that topic uh as of lately mm -hmm. i would say within the less last uh six months or so just because i do you know what yeah. i mean like it's a feeling like nobody could hand you a bag of money and make you feel 
that feeling. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just, it's impossible. Where does it come from then? Uh, Where do you find it? You know, making, uh, having made a lot of mistakes, Hmm. um, whether it's personal, uh, business-wise, even with people, because uh, sometimes uh, wanting to think the best of people could put you in a position where you're being nice across the board and you're accepting anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And that could be a very dangerous situation to put oneself in just because... You don't want to judge, right. but when people, um, when they show who they truly are, when, you know, how people say, like, yeah. they show their true colors, yeah. then you find come to find out, oh, this person was fronting. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not in a sense to be like, you're a terrible person. I'm going to tell everybody you're a terrible person. It's yeah. just, I have to separate myself. Therefore, I have to go about my business without having you, right. per se. In my peripheral vision, which is which is tough, especially yeah. if you're like a like a good-hearted person, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Or you're like trying to believe the best about people. Mm-hmm. There's an Oprah does this quote where she where she talks about that, and she says, "When people show you who they really are, believe them." Yeah, and I think that there's this tendency, like there's the good side of it, like when people show you they're good, like to believe that they're good. Mm-hmm. But I think for people that are compassionate, sometimes it can be difficult because even when pe- when you see that, okay, you're shady, dude, but I don't yeah. want to believe that. You yeah. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so then you end up running yourself under the bus so to speak because you're trying to it's hard it's hard it's hard definitely especially living in a place that the population isn't as big as some other cities right because word gets around pretty fast that's so weird oh yeah i I think that i used to think that about like this this area to think oh it's Mm -hmm. pretty big but then you realize oh this once you get like networking with people Mm -hmm. or meeting people you realize it's pretty small. Oh, <laughs> everybody. everybody knows yeah. everybody or, or is connected to or like it's really bizarre. Like yeah. it's really bizarre to have that many people in an area and it still be so connected. Yeah. You I know? mean, and I think that's why I try to just be mentally strong yeah. because I know uh, where I originate from, you know, if that makes sense, like. My upbringing wasn't the best. Right. You, and talk about that maybe a little bit. So your, I mean, your upbringing was pretty rough, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, my household was strong mm-hmm. because I have, I'm lucky enough to have both my parents to this day. Um, not necessarily close to them, but uh, I'm lucky yeah. in a sense of still having them both be alive, still, you know, be healthy and just in the picture yeah. because I know plenty of people that unfortunately don't have that but um it was just well so my origin is southeast fresno Mm -hmm. to be exact butler and hazelwood that's the neighborhood where i grew up and it's literally neighbors neighboring to one of the original um bulldog gang gang uh affiliators Mm -hmm. or or affiliations or whatever i don't know if that's the right term but those are the people that i grew up with you know, we went to elementary school, saw quite a bit of activity. You Were you know? a gang member? Uh, I would say uh, I would say affiliated. Yeah, not you, you ran yeah. with the guys that mm-hmm. were. Yeah, I I would never want to claim something that that uh, would take credit away from the people that actually went through the yeah. the whole nine. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. Just because personally, I'm friends with them st- yeah. still to this day. Mm-hmm. And um, 
but I try to guide them in the right direction. Right. You know, just a few days ago, probably last Thursday, I actually went to go visit one of my friends out in Oakland because mm. he's at a halfway home and he's still an active gang member, yeah. but he just got out of prison. He can't quite come home just yet because he has to finish his time at that halfway home in Oakland. And, you know, I was just telling him, dude, like, I don't see you the way other people see you. Other people might think you're dangerous. Other people might see you for your track record, but I see you as the kid that I remember growing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so just coming from, from all that, uh, all that noise, it allowed me to see the good in people and also know that regardless of how other people viewed them, whether they were in the system or just ran the streets or did what they had to do, I came to an understanding that even though I felt the same, mm -hmm. uh, I knew somehow I had to do better to teach them in the long run yeah. how, uh, how we could actually overcome all this BS. Because yeah. at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's yeah. uh, gangbanging isn't tangible. It's an idea that some people formulated and over time people adapted that into their life and into their mindset. Um, With the goal of what? Like what is the mentality or goal of, gang of people <clears throat> that are? Uh, to my understanding, I mean, it's control over, you know, whatever is, is mo getting yeah. move, moved is around. Is there not you know? though, like you talk about the misunderstanding of people that are even living that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It seems like the people that I have interacted that come from that background or are part of that life Beyond the gang banging, mm -hmm. there is also this sense of belonging or brotherhood oh, that is in that yeah. that is almost primary. Oh, most definitely. You know what I mean? More yep. than more than causing harm or exactly. dominating or ego yeah. or power, there is this we're we're together, we matter, mm -hmm. you know, despite yeah. flaws, despite whatever, despite the lack of things that we have. Oh, most definitely. I mean, and, that's a primary. Yeah, most definitely. And I think that the root of that, I could be wrong, but I think just having so many interactions with so many guys yeah. um, cause there is, you know, some females involved as well. Um, but the majority is all guys. Yeah. And the common trait is lack of a father figure mm. um, or a father figure that grew up without a father was placed in the system, mm. um, showed them the way to become this or, or adopt this idealist way of thinking. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, they feel love when they're amongst dudes that accept them. Yeah. Because, you know, there's no there's no rich gang members out here. Right. You know, they're they're all in the slums yeah. of any city you go to. That yeah. is where gangbanging is located. And even though there's maybe one or two that can make it out and say, you know what? No, that's not true. Like I made it out. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's that's true for you. Yeah. But what about the rest? Yeah. I mean, the the little pennies that are in your pocket in comparison to somebody who's actually wealthy isn't going to make a change, right. especially because you haven't tried to make a change in your mentality right. and go back and teach them something different. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. You know, I can't guarantee that I'll succeed because there is hate in a lot of those hearts and it's just misunderstanding. Right. And so when they see somebody like myself that grew up amongst them, that can possibly become successful that crabs in a bucket mentality kicks in hmm. and they try to drag you down with them because yeah. they don't want to see you do better than them. Did you feel that when you started branching out of the, uh, uh 
for I mean I saw it immediately even so going back uh I moved out of that neighborhood at 12 years old 12 yeah I was about 11 12 years old I moved up moved out to a different neighborhood still in East Fresno over actually down the street off of Maple McKinley uh-huh. and honestly shit got worse really? you know what I mean cuz I I was a little older I understood a little more yeah. and so you get tested, you know, by whatever comes your way and you have to make a decision whether to become involved or run away and be looked at as a coward or whatever. But, um, you know, unfortunately I dove into it because, you know, the, I feel like the pressure got a hold of me and, uh, and I just felt forced to, to somehow be a part of all this nonsense but um, we fast forward, you know, past the high school days, yeah. a couple of years after high school, I ended up joining the military and dudes that I used to be super close with, or at least around uh, pretty often, um, started looking at me sideways because mm-hmm. anything that involves any type of government entity, they no longer view you as the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I remember exactly. I was like, you're one of them. Exactly. Kind of mentality. Exactly. Um, I remember um, the first time I came back into town after boot camp, I was at Champs over mm-hmm. at yeah. uh, Fashion Fair. And I bumped into probably two, two to three guys that I used to hang out with. And they asked me where had I been. And I just told them, oh, I just got home from boot camp. And their demeanor went from wanting to dap me up and say, what's up to, oh, all right. And just walking away. And to me, it was like, what did I do? You know what I mean? All I'm trying to do is change a little bit, I guess, and try to learn some type of discipline because I had none, you know. And um, instead of running the streets, I want to learn how to earn my dues and, you know, I mean, earn my paychecks and all that good stuff because... We don't have a clue about how this the the internal system actually works. Yeah. You know, I mean, most people that grow up in those environments, I'm not speaking for all, but a lot grow up under welfare. Mm. You know, um, some some type of government aid that instead of seeing the the reality of that system, they see it as, oh, I don't have to go to work mm. because I'm collecting this or I'm. If I make too much, they're going to take this yeah. away from me. And that never made sense to me because, for one, my parents never collected uh, government aid. They showed us how to work hard, mm-hmm. whether it was selling some type of fruit door to door, cutting yeah. cutting grass or doing something. We still resided in the same areas as these dudes, but my dad showed us hard work. And that's the one thing that I appreciate my dad for. Yeah. And, you know, he was always accepting of everybody who I hung around with, because even though he may have had his own thoughts about the people that I wanted to associate with, he would still let them come over and hang out and have barbecues and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I I consider myself uh, fortunate to have had it that way, regardless of, you know, how, I guess, poor or low income we really were yeah what do you think keeps people stuck in that place lack of resources lack of proper knowledge um because 
So you think it's like an education awareness type thing? Or? Yeah. And I mean. I think them just like being around each other too. Oh, oh like, for sure. Because all you hear is gossip when you're in those environments. Yeah. Even even through wanting to work your way out of those systems, it's misinformed people yeah. continuing to misinform. Well, it's misinformed. And then you wonder like what part of it too is like an apathetic society mm -hmm. because i feel like you have if you look i mean you look at your background austin which is probably strongly Way diverse from yeah. from from his yet correct me if i'm wrong you see certain mentalities and themes in people mm -hmm. that almost like connect yeah. you know so you'll have people that may be you know running the gangs doing the gang life but then you have somebody living on a corner, Will and Herndon or mm. Shepard and something, and, mm. and and you look at those people, and it's like you're you you're you couldn't be more diverse in your behaviors, but your mentalities are the same. Oh, yeah. You're both. I stuck. think like uh, it's just being like open. Like I think a lot of uh, just men in general maybe aren't like they don't talk. They're not they're not able to like actually talk about how they feel about things mm. like amongst each other. Yeah. You know, and maybe you know with a lot of people that he grew up with, they just kind of you know, put on, uh, it's like a character almost. Yeah. It's not really them, you right. know, cause who really are they? You yeah. know, they probably just get lost in how they grew up and being around those people and, and how they're acting. That's, that's right. who they think they are, right. you know, and deep down that's really not, right. you know, cause I'm sure a lot of them, you know, are good people or, or do mean well in certain ways, but it's just the way they did grow up or the people they were around, you know, persuaded them to do other things. And it then, you know, yeah. just spirals down. Yeah. No, and you I, get stuck, right? Yeah. And I think that's why even to this day, I, uh, I aspire to inspire young men. Yeah. Cause it's just like, dude, we need to get it together. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not cool to, you know, play these girls or act a certain way and yeah. cause all this mayhem or cause harm physically to people just because you want to act a certain yeah. way you know what i mean because i mean i go back and because like i said i'm still friends with some of these dudes right. and i see their timeline whether it's on facebook or instagram and it's funny to me because some of the most hardcore dudes that i remember growing up with they enjoy fishing making music mm -hmm. playing with their kids and i'm just like dude that's actually you yeah that's who you are right like don't go back to continuing to act a certain way when you're amongst that group of friends because you you're putting up this facade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I've made it a point to become better educated mm -hmm. and kind of work on my written word because I want for people to understand that regardless of where we come from, we can get educated. We can be considered to be smart and, Find out where these resources come from yeah. so we could somehow build something with it or at least try, you know, because um, I know for a fact none of the dudes that I grew up with have credit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. like how simple does that sound to a regular person? Yeah. You know, but uh, because you don't strive to even gain that knowledge or walk into a bank and say, hey, how do I build credit? Yeah. Or, you know, take a course on money, how to how to use it properly into gaining more. Is it is it a is it a thing where humanity or people perceive 
not knowing things is weakness. Like to actually, why, why wouldn't you go and ask? Like, why wouldn't you go and say, hey, can you show me how to do this? That is, is it because it's weakness? The reason I say that is yeah. I've been thinking about this thought lately. Like, I think some people in our society and in our world would rather believe something that's wrong mm-hmm. than live with honesty and saying, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like I think mo- I think most people would because we're neurobiologically yes. wired to just know what is this? Why yes. is this happening? I need to know certainty. I'd mm-hmm. rather believe something wrong and have something to cling mm-hmm. to than to say I don't know. I see exactly. people do that. I see people do that with spirituality. Mm-hmm. I see people do it with all kinds of things. Yep. Everything. I'd rather believe something mm-hmm. wrong so at least I have a stance. I think most people are like that because there's plenty of times where I can ask him a question on oh, how do I do this or whatever? And he'll look at me and just be like, honestly, I don't know. Yeah, You know, and I think a lot of people don't have it in them to just say like, I don't have the answer to that. And that's, you know, then you just get a bunch of wrong answers going around and, you know. And that's, that's kind of what I was trying to say with the misinformed. Yeah. Misinformed continue to misinform other Mm. people. So it's kind of like, like, let's say an auntie lives next to me. Yeah. And I ask her a question. She really doesn't know the answer, <laughs> right. but I'm trusting her because she's she spoke her words into my mind yeah. and I believed it yeah. rather than to go out oh, and search the actual answer. Because this this is how these, these neighborhoods are ran. Yeah. I mean, I've told my mom recently, like, dude, you guys don't really know much, yeah. to be honest. You're and running you're running on a false reality, yes, right? And, like and it's okay, false information. And it's okay to to realize it at 50 years old that you know what i believed wrong information my entire life i want to wake up let me wake up so let me go search yeah or at least knock on doors and 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 find out for myself because um one of the things that i personally feared before um jumping on this opportunity to to uh buy elevate was do am i gonna know how to run it I, i didn't grow up around supplements or the gym but i have tools i mean austin has become one of my best friends in the last few months and to me he's a tool because he has information that i don't retain right you know or or that i didn't have so now when i hear him talk to certain customers i'm like you know what that's starting to make sense yeah and but i'm not just trusting that information I'm actually jumping on the computer, looking it up and making sure that that information is correct. Or if there's updated information, we're gaining that information now to then pass on to our customers. Because misinforming people is completely the wrong thing to do just to gain a buck. You know, a dollar is not worth me lying to you. Right. Um, I think my word goes beyond and is more valuable to you at any point if i even tell you you know what you don't need that and i can make zero dollars in a day but i would much rather be honest with you yeah because you know like too many people use the cliche of you know my word is my bond or whatever but they don't mean it right because if they had an opportunity to screw you over they would Mm -hmm. and i honestly don't feel like i have that in me anymore just because um I've always viewed that as a weakness rather than mm. being able to turn around and laugh with my friend and be like, look, bro, we just suckered him out of his yeah. out of his money. Because for all I know, that could have been money for his children right. or money for a bill that he really needed to pay. But because I wanted that money so bad, 
I was willing to lie my way into earning that. And it's such like short term business, exactly. you know, because I think you do something like that and, you know, this person does take your word for it and use this supplement or whatever it is and, and it doesn't work. I mean, yeah. they're going to they're going to know like this guy lied to me or then they're either not going to come back to your business. They're not going to talk to you. They're going to go to another business. They're going to tell people that they were lied right. to. I mean, it's just it's not worth it, you know? Yeah. Well, it takes more. It, it's, it seems like there is a lack of, uh, when you just look in society, it's a, it, it's almost like a misprioritizing of value. Mm -hmm. If you don't value honesty, it's going to be hard to put in the work to actually find it. Oh, for sure. So like, I think there's people that are naturally, that are crooks and crooked and right, mm -hmm. trying to deceive. But then I also think there is this large majority that has gotten their information from the crooked and mm -hmm. they become cro crooked, not because mm -hmm. they want to, yeah. but because they literally think the information that they have been given is correct. Has, is correct. Yeah. So there's no hunger for honesty to yeah. say, is this true? Yeah. And what's crazy to me is because I find myself doing it, you'll even defend things that you don't really know mm -hmm. are true or not. So yeah. even like the values that you were instilled to you as a kid or what, whoever like was your mentor person that you looked up to and those values that they instill in you, you received those, like you're saying, from your aunt because I should be able to trust you. You're mm -hmm. someone who has given me food, shelter, comfort, yep. all these kinds of things that help me as a human place my trust in someone mm -hmm. else. So I take what you say yeah. as, as truth. But what's weird is re regardless if it's truth or not, you'll find yourself in your current state defending mentalities mm -hmm. that you don't even know are accurate and not being mm -hmm. willing to explore it. You see that in politics. Oh, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? With conservatives or liberals. Mm -hmm. And wait, are we stopping and like thinking about what we're talking about? Mm -hmm. Or we just know that's not true just because, you know, it goes against whatever you know. And I find myself doing it, watching TV shows and thinking, well, I don't think that there's no way that that's possible. Like, well, what if it is possible? Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you yeah. willing to stop and consider and look at the facts and, and be wrong? Yeah, and be wrong yeah. Yeah. or 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 even worse, come to the the road where you say, oh, I don't know where I stand on this. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I know I don't fully possess what I thought I believed mm -hmm. and I don't fully possess that. So I'm stuck in the limbo of I don't know mm -hmm. for sure. And I think that the whole world is ran that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they may target a certain group or a certain idea that is so wrong to the person that is supposed to be correct that they forget that they too are taking part in mm -hmm. that type of mentality, activity, um, you know, information that they're feeding people. It's kind of like CNN and Fox News. Yeah. Pick one. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. if you run with Fox, CNN can't be right, right or vice versa. Right. And it's the same thing out here in the streets. Yeah. You know what I mean? If If what you think I'm telling you is right, and I'm trying to force you to believe that what I'm telling you is right. Yeah. You're going to eventually cave right. and agree. But to me, I just don't have that. I just don't have that type of mentality. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I, I like to. I like to think that people should be allowed to think what they want to believe. Yeah. And go with what makes them the most comfortable. Yeah. You know, to a degree. Well, even like the uh, the amount of people that we see that can come in and maybe they come into the store and they try saying that Edgar should do his clothes this way or he should run them this way or you guys should do this with the pre-workout. And I mean, you know, when you actually, you know, look at them, if, you know, you're not someone who's doing that or has experienced that or know someone that's done it or anything. I mean, 
what does your word really mean? You know, because if you haven't been through it, you don't know what those people are going through. You know, it's like asking a a homeless man how to make a million dollars. Like you can't take that advice. You know, I mean, there might be things you can, you know, pick and choose, but you know, their words, not gospel. If you you haven't been where I'm at, how can you coach me on how to get through what I'm going through? Yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's just a, a narrative. You know what I mean? And I think that, the reason why I began to be so strong in my beliefs is because even though I don't practice, let's say, putting my feet in a chapel mm-hmm. or a church, I'm connected with God. Yeah. And I feel that he gives me my visions yeah. on a daily basis. Because even when I'm wrong, like, let's say um, I woke up in a bad mood, mm-hmm. whether it was the food I ate or the thoughts that I went to sleep with. I know that. Yeah. As a human, I know that the way that I'm currently thinking is going to be bad for whatever it is that I'm trying to produce. Yeah. Whether it's a conversation that I strike with Austin, yourself, or anybody who I encounter. Because if I continue to, um, how should I say, uh, put out this energy into the world in a negative regard, yeah. that's exactly how people are going to view me. Yeah. But now I try to... I'm grown enough and I think I'm finally maturing to the point where when I wake up in a bad mood, let's just say that, that I could correct it through prayer or just putting positive things in my mind because I YouTube a video that is spreading a positive message into my mind because this is just a practice that I decided I want to be, I wanted to adopt into my daily life. You know what I mean? Whether it's 5.30 in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, 6 a.m. Whenever it is that I wake up, I'll put it on, I'll play it during my shower, and I'll actually absorb it. Mm. Because I want to feel like anything that I touch or that I do or even any conversation that I have with other humans is very honest. Yeah. And it's it doesn't have to be things that you want to hear because right. sometimes we have to be told, <laughs> you know, the, the, the least yeah. thing that we want to hear. Because I know personally there is days where I feel very lazy yeah. or I've even seen or have observed that, um, that type of um, aura, mm-hmm. whether it's with Austin mm-hmm. or one of our other friends. I'll bluntly tell them, dude, you're just making up excuses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's not do that because I feel responsible for letting you know that. Right. Whether you want to like me after that or go talk crap about me because yeah. I told you what you needed to hear. Yeah. That's on you. Right. I just feel like as a friend, it is our responsibility yeah. to be able to tell you, hey, correct yourself. Right. You know what I mean? And it's not let me show you how to act. It's listen digest it yeah and then seek out what you think that means to you right but to me that's that's the essence of good coaching mm-hmm. there's difference and you see it whether it be in religion or in certain social circles you talk about people coming in and giving their opinion on what they should do there's a difference between desiring to or wanting to be a helpful coach and wanting to be in control exactly and some people really just want to be in control. Mm-hmm. They want to tell you what to do because they think they are superior to you based mm-hmm. upon their knowledge or understanding of a certain topic or thing. It's different when somebody is like, I'm trying to just help, you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. at the end of it, like, just stop and think about it. Oh, I think, for like, sure. And I think that's the cool thing even of what you're saying, Edgar, about uh, spirituality and things like that. We're all on such 
our own independent journey. And there is no journey that looks identical. And I think the more that we can allow each other to be on a journey mm-hmm. and to realize that I'm on one too. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> to me, that's the con of religion yeah. is that you somehow, because you feel like you know something are superior to those around you, mm-hmm. um, you know, that you're enlightened to a degree that if people don't believe like you, then they have to be wrong and they're outside of your box. Yeah. And I was having a conversation actually on the podcast with my cousin uh, and brother recently. My cousin mentioned something. I was like, that's so true. He's talking about how even with whatever belief system you have, whether it be with religion or whatever, a lot of that is coming from things that we are trying to interpret from ancient stories that have been told, have been passed down, documents that have been written in certain languages and we're changing. So, and then, and then at the point that you read it, it's kind of like reading a book. You have to make an interpretation or a guess about what you're, you're reading. Mm -hmm. And so, so it has to be processed through the imperfect human mind that has learned to perceive based upon your experiences and what you feel and oh, yeah. what you've seen. Um, so then could it come to the realization <clears throat> that all the things that I know for sure, at, at the very best, it's an interpretation. Exactly. At the very best, exactly. it's your opinion based upon your journey yeah. and the road that oh, you've walked. Sure. So that's why I think there has to be a liberty to say, the, the more as humanity, we could get comfortable with just saying, honestly, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm at right <laughs> now. And this is what I think right now. And I have convictions and I'm doing my best to live according to those. But yeah. at the end of that, I still can't say that I know for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's the best place I think we could be e- at. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Even, you know, having served in the military and observing what's in the Middle East. I wasn't everywhere. I didn't go to Afghanistan or Iraq or Iran or any of the places that are considered to be, you know, dangerous. Uh But I was there. So I got to observe what it looked like. And in my mind, I question, why are we still here? Uh You know what I mean? Because somebody's idea was so strong and they were so stubborn in that idea that Hundreds of thousands or millions of people have died because of this one person's idea Mm. that they have to be right. Mm. And it's so hard to let go of that idea that we're even sending some of our own people to go get murdered out there. But they call that a sacrifice Mm. or they call that serving your country. And I don't see anything wrong with having a military because everybody needs protection to a degree. But... Is it really necessary? Well, you dig in, yeah, you dig into intention and, you know, yeah, all the all the reasons that you're oh, told versus the real reasons. Oh, and the for reasons sure, you can't for know sure. That maybe because exist you know, even even meeting people at the very premature stages of joining the military. So there's, I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. or not, but these there's this, this office, and they're everywhere around the country. But it's called MEPS, and mm-hmm. that's basically where you go swear in. Yeah, and you bump into people who are so thirsty to go pull a trigger or to go to war and thinking back as an adult yeah because even though i was 21 going on 22 when i joined you're technically an adult but you're still a child right or at least you have a child's mentality still i remember all of those conversations and i think to myself now wow those those kids, their lives must not be good at home mm. because they're so eager to potentially go die. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. 
I wasn't fearful of that because even as a civilian, mm. as a 17, 18, you know, even 16 year old, I got shot at about seven times out here in Fresno. Wow. And luckily I never got hit. But, you know, in certain certain uh, incidents, a couple of my friends got shot, yeah. you know, unfortunately, a few passed away. And I have to live with that yeah. because I saw it physically and emotionally had to digest it and be strong enough to say, okay, this happened. Uh, what do we do now? Yeah. And <clears throat> I recall the last person that I was semi close to attended his viewing and knew how he got killed. And, you know, even through friends, we knew who did it. But even with that information, his own biological dad basically said, don't do anything. He's mm. not coming back. And whether that impacted everybody in the circle yeah. or just myself, it helped me realize, you know what? His dad's right. What, what are we doing here? Mm. You know, unfortunately... He got killed in that incident by some people who obviously didn't think this through. Yeah. And he's never going to speak. He's never going to give a hug anymore. He's never going to be able to smile or shake a hand. Mm. And I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Yeah. And it's not out of fear because I have even, I don't say this with pride because I'm not proud to be this stubborn or to have this ego, but I remember calling dudes out like, dude, if you think I'm soft, yeah. like run that fade, yeah. you know, yeah. the, which is like, you know, put your knuckles up and, yeah. and, and catch it. Because my thing is, even to this day, as a grown man, I don't fear another man. Yeah, I don't care how big, how strong, whatever. I just don't. I, I feel that confident in myself. And, and that's not a reason for me to train or to go take boxing lessons or anything like yeah. that. But for me, it's just as a man, you have to feel comfortable in your shoes, you know? Yeah. And I had to give them that understanding. Like, Hey, I just don't want to be a part of this. Like I want to lead a normal life. I want to, I don't know if I, I mean, back then I didn't know if I was going to have children, but I have a seven year old now. I don't want her to grow up without a dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? And nowadays that's why i'm this way yeah because a seven-year-old and every year before that that i have been involved she has softened that heart of 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 who i thought i used to be and i'm not afraid to express myself in that way because like i said i'm comfortable in my shoes yeah you know yeah has it always been easy for you as far as what to be comfortable in your shoes no, you, you talk about, you know, not fearing people. I'd imagine somehow in some ways that would be probably a huge asset of, of yours in moving out of the. Oh, for sure. The, you know, yeah, the way I mean, that you were raised. I mean, I think for me it was it wasn't easy, but because I knew I could survive outside of my element, yeah. which means, you know, I was the first one yeah. to get kicked out of my parents house and. uh not fear what I had to do in order to survive, whether it was to pay a bill, pay rent, buy my food, whatever, go to work on time, right? 
I just, I, I never felt the itch to even ask people for favors, not mm. even my parents. Mm. You know what I mean? And it was one of those things because I think even even as a kid, I felt like whether it was a gift from God to be a hustler, yeah, or or a natural given talent to just speak and be a salesperson, like I could do it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I saw the struggles of my reality since I was like five. Mm. You know what I mean? And I acknowledged it because even when my dad would pick oranges or lemons or grapefruit or whatever whatever fruit was at the season yeah. um growing at my house where we when we used to live in in the neighborhood he would ask us like hey go sell them like we need money and i would be the only one that was down to go knock on these doors as a 5 6 year old yeah. just like hey you know i'm selling these lemons or i'm selling these oranges or whatever so i knew i was going to survive one way or another because I got myself into trouble. Yeah. I obviously sold things that aren't necessarily legal to just get by. And when I found out fairly quick that there was no future in that, I just decided, you know what, man? Yeah. Like, there's no loyalty in the streets. There's no loyalty in these hustles. Um, somebody's always trying to come after you or hurt you or is jealous of you. Whatever. Like, this is just not the way you're going to make it. Yeah. So you might as well go out into the world and try to explore it and go figure it out. Yeah. You know, because from everything that I've experienced through my lifetime, I've never felt uncomfortable going out to eat by myself or walk the streets by myself, mm. no matter what neighborhood I'm in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just, I think, I don't know if that's weird, Yeah. but I would be completely comfortable plugging in some earphones in my phone and just listening to music right. and walking down any neighborhood because I wasn't trying to be called out. I just wanted to be human right. and I just wanted to feel free. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think I earned my freedom hmm. through, you know, learning. I went to jail once and that one time was a clear picture. This is not, it's not this is I not want, for not me. I want to end up. You know what I mean? And as soon as I got out, I just never looked back because I could still remember the smell, you know, yeah. I, I, and I found out who told on me. And that's why I say there's no loyalty in the streets yeah. because it's the people that claim to be the hardest to cave the first. Yeah. And that's... they claim it. I don't claim anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I go out and say it, but it's just, that's just me being me. You yeah. know what I mean? And I just don't feel the need to have to prove myself to anybody. I prove myself by doing good things, by being productive, by trying to gain more knowledge and by earning the respect of people who I look up to mm. and trying to learn from them. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, um, people who have gained any type of success tell you to get close to people who you want to be like yeah and that's looking back i don't want to be like anybody that i grew up with yeah and that's just the truth yeah because i'm trying to help out everybody who i grew up with right i don't want to be like them yeah you know what i mean yeah and i mean my story 
I heard it a hundred times when I was, you know, volunteering at Juvenile Hall I, from 2016 to two, 2018. I volunteered and mentored anywhere from 20 to 25 incarcerated youth. And the story was the same. Hmm. But somehow interpretation plays a part. Yeah. What do you want for your life? Yeah. Like, don't think that being hard or act, acting reckless is going to get you anywhere. Yeah. And regardless of the story and what they were trying to present themselves as, I was able to chip away at it yeah. and get yeah. to the bottom of it. Why are you really acting this way? Yeah. Because I know you don't want the struggle. Right. From what I'm hearing, you want to be loved. You want to yeah. have a household. You know, you want to live a life, actually, outside right. of these gates. Do you think it's like the environment that keeps them into it? Oh, mostly. For sure. I mean, that into that mindset. I mean. Oh, most definitely. Because it's it's the difference between having a positive role model and a negative one. If it's a role model figure, but they're your role models, mm -hmm. that's who you want to be like, and that's a negative person, and they're feeding you their information, what do you think you're going to end up being? Right. You know what I mean? And it's, well, you start, you you become somebody that you're not, and somebody exactly. that you don't want to be. So it seems like to like the per, you say you're chiseling down, you're almost getting down to okay, this is what you've been told to be, and these are the things that you picked up that you feel mm -hmm. like you're supposed to be. But let's get down past that to find out who you are. Yeah, you know, yeah. and realizing that that it's only when you find that and are willing to stay true to that. To me, that's what I see in both of you guys. Yeah. The willing to be my authentic self mm -hmm. to do the things that are kind of in my own personal soul and heart to do. Yeah. Even if it's hard, even when I got to claw and scratch at it and, mm -hmm. you know, hustle when everybody else mm -hmm. isn't or be doubted by people. Mm -hmm. I'd rather do that and have an opportunity to become what oh, I'm yeah. supposed to become. Regardless, rather than, you're going to have to work hard and, you know, there's no matter what you do, like you're not going to become successful or do anything by just like, you find something and you make a bunch of money or no. whatever your idea of success yeah. is like, you're going to have to work hard. So I think doing something that you enjoy doing something you're passionate about, doing something where you're around people, you enjoy <laughs> being around. I mean, that's important. Cause even if you don't become this, this super successful and you just made a living or, you know, whatever your definition of making a living is yeah. like, you still had fun with it. Yeah. And yeah. I think people take that for granted. Well, you know? it's like, then at that point, what is, it's like we said earlier, what is success? Yeah. At some point you do have to decide either. I think people either chase money or they chase, you know, happiness and contentment mm -hmm. and fulfillment. And the thing about the people that chase money is you'll get it but then it's hard to keep it yeah you know mm -hmm. and then you got that pressure of what you build you must maintain exactly. but the people that prioritize that sense of purpose passion it seems like eventually the money will come like mm -hmm. you can't yeah. eventually it'll be there yeah. you oh, can't for stop sure. that because you're in training the whole time yeah you know which in essence is what makes it seem like you were gifted mm -hmm. you know naturally gifted yeah. or oh you were just born that way yeah or oh you're an overnight success yeah but you were working at it the whole time. Yep. That's why I always advise people. I don't like giving that advice, but I tell people you can't expect to be good at something if you don't practice it. Yeah. That's like you doing this podcast today yeah. in comparison to your first one right. or your attempts 
prior yeah. to that. Yeah. I mean, the setup wasn't the same. No. The lighting wasn't the same. Different. The sound, everything. Yeah. But people expect to be just as good as you because they just say it. Right. You know, that's, I mean. That's I, in anything, right? Oh, like, for oh, sure. I can do that. And yeah. then it's like. <laughs> and I mean, I, I get, it doesn't bug me, but I find it interesting because people reach out to me now and they're just like, hey, man, I'm thinking about um, starting this clothing company. Yeah. Um, it's not anything like yours, yeah. but I just wanted to ask if you could help me. And I tell them, sure. Yeah. But this is what it takes. Yeah. These are the steps. This is how much money it's going to cost. If you want a raggedy logo, make right. it yourself. Yeah. But if you want something that's going to be remembered, invest into it yeah. and actually have it made professionally by a designer right. so it could look a certain way right. and hold weight. Yeah. But once they find out all those costs are just like, Oh, I'll I'll let you know, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll 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 get to it. Um, yeah. maybe when I finish school. Right. And I'm just like, dude, what? Yeah. Like yeah. that's not that's not a good answer. Right. You know what I mean? And I think you just wasted my time. Yeah. Because now I whether it was a text message, a DM, or a phone call, or even a face to face interaction, you literally wasted my time. Yeah. You know what I mean? But. Yeah. I think that's people, why they don't want to put in the work. Exactly. And I think that's why you. people gain the right to charge for their time, yeah. which is something that I'm working towards yeah. because I don't want to do anything for free anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless it comes out of the kindness of my heart to do right. so. Um, you know, for instance, back in uh, December, we did a trade off. So we were trying to figure out how to do a blanket drive mm -hmm. because... My daughter was six at the time, and she doesn't like seeing homeless people. Yeah. And I don't either. I don't think anybody does. Right. Some people judge them. I don't. That's just me. But it was in her heart that she wanted to give these people blankets because obviously it's cold in the wintertime, and she wanted to provide some type of snack or water or what have you. So given the support base that I know we have, I, you know, just announce it like, yeah. hey, we're going to be collecting blankets on this week. If you guys could please donate, like much appreciated. Not exactly sure what I could give you guys in return, but we'll work something out. Yeah. And long story short, I ended up doing one for one. So basically you turn in a blanket, I give you one of my T-shirts mm -hmm. because more than likely you could find a $5 blanket and yeah. you're earning a $27 T-shirt in yeah. return. So it's a pretty good deal right yeah. and that's just one of those things that like it literally just hit my heart because it hit it came from my child right you know and i like doing stuff like that because at the end of the day i don't want her to be rigged i don't want her to feel like oh you know you need to care for yourself i just care about me like no if you could give give you know yeah but also don't need don't have the necessity to showcase it because if it's from it's coming from your heart just do it yeah and if people find out good and if they don't good yeah because you know you did it yeah. and you have nobody to answer to but yourself and god yeah. and that's it yeah. you know what i mean so that's the stuff that matters too i mean it, you 
people talk about it like what really matters is when no one's looking but it really is true mm -hmm. like it's the stuff that's internal the motive the motives oh, yeah. right the intentions yeah. those those that's the uh to me that's the secret sauce that's mm -hmm. what makes or break like you can you can fake it with people yeah. but at the end of the day like you can't fake the results aren't going to come no you know no, like no. you may get short-term results mm -hmm. and everybody else may know everybody may know your name for a little bit oh, but you're not sure. going to have that because what you're what i think we're all looking for we know it's more than money yes we're looking for an intrinsic sense of fulfillment mm -hmm. that like I'm doing what I was put here to do yes. or I'm leaving my footprint or it, what I'm, it matters, yeah. you know, like that I'm here. Like, I think like that's the thing that we're um, ultimately searching yeah, for. Definitely. And you can't, it's like, you can't, uh, you can't make that happen without being your authentic self. Yeah, you can't fake that. Mm -hmm. Cause at the end of the day, I mean, I wouldn't want to live to 80 or 90 knowing that I didn't try to help. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's a very personal thing. Yeah. And that's just me wanting to find out who I really am. Yeah. And because there's even areas of my life that I'm still trying to work on. Right. Just like everybody else. Everybody. But um, being able to identify and actually call yourself out, out on it and not necessarily in public, but to somebody that you think needs to know. Yeah. Um, I think that's important, too. Because your conscience right. will beat you. Yeah, yeah. No matter how strong you think you are. Yeah. Your physicality, none of that matters. Your mindset yeah. is key. And, uh, you know, it's not something that I think too many people talk about. But for me, I know what a, one of my areas where I'm trying to be better at is be a better dad, mm. a more patient dad. A dad that doesn't yell so much yeah. and um just because i know i know that that feeling and yeah. i think that i get that trait from my mom yeah. <laughs> and i don't want to blame her for it because it's my practice at the end of the day but i remember um back in october i dropped out of fresno state because mm. i was going to you know i was pursuing my business degree but I thought to myself, you're already in business, dude. Like, yeah. how much is this actually going to help you? And I'm not saying that for anybody right, to right, believe right. that way. But to me, I knew that I had something on my hands that I needed to work on and then I, that I needed more uh, time for. Yeah. But I also needed more time for my parenting because having school, having a business, trying to make it work, trying to make money and being an entrepreneur... You know, it's not easy. Right. And the pressure of everything basically would backfire to my parenting. Yeah. And I hated that side yeah. of me because I remember on many incidents yelling at my kid for no reason. Yeah. And I would catch myself. And afterward, when, when she was happy and I would put her to bed, and I would still think to myself, look, these demons are getting to you, man. Yeah. Like, it's a personal thing, but at the end of the day, it matters that you fix this. Because you could hide it from the rest of the world, but you can't hide it from yourself. Yeah. And I remember I finally owned up to it and I told a counselor about, or not a counselor, but a psychologist about this. So I was just like, I don't know if it's just school, but the pressure of life is getting to me. Yeah. So I need to take a step back, uh, 
leave this for right now and go work on that. Because if I don't fix that, none of this yeah. matters at all. I could have a PhD and if I'm not a good dad, I'm not going to be proud of myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you miss but, out on what matters and it's exactly. like... That's so human, you know, mm -hmm. like you get into it. I think we talked last time we were talking awesome. You get into it because you like you got into it partially just to, for your daughter's mm -hmm. sake. So she would have this different life. But mm -hmm. then it's easy to lose sight of what you got in it for. And then it becomes about something else. Yes. You know, your ego gets involved. Mm -hmm. The opinions of other people get mm -hmm. involved. And it's like you do need these timeouts to say, why why am I in it? Exactly. You know, is my motivator right? I'm just a firm believer that I think that those matter. Yeah. Like people who, I don't know, I, I feel like people who get into it to prove something to other people, those people never last in the long oh, run. No. And if they do, they're not happy. No. You no. may have, I mean, you look at these people like I'm showing all the haters. If that is your greatest motivator mm -hmm. to show everybody, you're still going to have a miserable life because when you have the money, you're still you're still living with this chip yeah. on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. You haven't resolved the it's inner work. the same thing with like here. going to the gym. Like if you're just going to, you know, get attention from other people or compliments yeah. or because you want to look like a, uh, you know, a certain way that, uh, they think that other people are going to think of them better or whatever. Like it's not going to be long, you know, long term. It's so not, I mean, it, any, any bodybuilder for instance, or someone that, you know, does comp the, you know, the competitive sport or whatever, um, them not doing it for themselves, they'll never be a good bodybuilder. And yeah. you can see those people right away because if social media weren't here, you know, tomorrow, would they still be into it? No. Right. Like they're just trying to do it to, whether it's attention, whether it's, you know, they want to get girls or, or whatever the case may be. It's not, it's not the right reason. No. You know, like you don't wake up and force yourself to eat six times a day for fun. You don't go to the gym yeah. five, six times a day. You don't do cardio, you know, five times a week, you know, like yeah. you, you just don't do that uh, because, you know, for other people, like you, it has to be something you want to do. Yeah. It has to know? be something internal. And, yeah. and because people that are in, in that disposition, it's like, they're not, they don't seem like happy people, mm -mm. like genuinely happy people. Mm -mm. You know, what do you, and, and then at one point, is it enough? Yeah. yeah. At what point are you, I mean, Satisfied. Satisfied. At yeah. what point are you big enough, muscular enough, yeah. cut enough? Yeah. Like, yeah. at what They'll point is be. it? You, yeah. you never yeah. are. Yeah. So then it's this target that is your happiness is always prolonged. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can never fully be, you know, it's always. And I think people almost envy when they see a happy person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, for me. Because they're everything that yeah, you wish you could exactly. be. Mm -hmm. And regardless of what it looks like, you know what I mean? It could. A dude could be dancing on the street yeah. and you may think he's crazy, but really he's just happy. Yeah. And you wish you had the yeah. the courage to put that energy out into the world. Yeah. But you're so afraid to be laughed at yeah. that you're not willing to go through with a feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it might surprise some people, but there's plenty of days where I just feel like walking outside. Yeah. And I don't have to have my phone. Yeah. I don't have to have anything that connects me to the rest of the world. Right. It's just me in the moment, whether it's daytime looking at the birds or at nighttime looking at the sky. Yeah. It's just kind of questioning, like, what our purpose here is. Yeah. Because regardless of what I've obtained through social media or through the brand... Like none of that matters at the end of the day because yeah. I will continue to work on it. Like I said in the beginning, whether one person wears it 
or whether a thousand people or a million people. Yeah. It's all about how I feel. Yeah. And that's when I get the most creative. You know what I mean? Because when I'm at my happiest, I can tell people like exactly what it is that I'm that I'm feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's no like you can't buy that. No. You just like there's no price tag to happiness. Yeah. You know, some people there's very successful people out there preaching that, you know, you could buy stuff that makes you happy. Yeah, you can if those are your drivers. But at the end of the day, really look internally. Are you actually happy? Right. Are you are you able to put that feeling out into right. the world and make other people feel what you feel right. or at least inspire them enough to get a step closer to that feeling in their own way? Just because he wants to drive a Lamborghini doesn't mean I need to drive one. <laughs> yeah. If I want to drive my Honda and that is plenty for me, yeah. That that's what it is. Right. You know what I mean? There's just no reason to apply pressure onto other human beings to want what you want. No, yeah. There's just it's, Well, and it's almost I think that there's probably a lot of subconscious reasons why we do that, but I think it's I think it's wanting to feel secure that the decisions we're making for ourselves are oh. right. So we want other people to be like us. Oh, I think sure. that we don't. I think it's the thing that you're talking about mm -hmm. that we'll try to keep people back because them living a life of quote unquote freedom or authenticity makes me feel bad about the life that I'm living that is not free and mm -hmm. authentic, you know? So yeah. I'd rather shame someone for the life they're stepping out to live than actually let myself off the hook to become the person that I want to be. Oh, yeah. I think that there's like all of those, you know, kinds of themes and things that kind of play into it. And at the end of the day, most people are so we're very, our society is very nearsighted mm -hmm. in what, uh, what it really means to be happy. You yeah. know, we're, we're, we, we're result oriented now. So the things that we get don't last long. Yeah. You know, if I want it tomorrow, it's probably not going to last as long as the thing that took two months, two years to mm -hmm. construct oh, yeah. mm -hmm. a house that's put together in two weeks versus a house that was put together in two months is probably going to have some things about it that create, make it a little bit more stable mm -hmm. and have longevity. Almost you know, it's like, cause even talking about the, the work that went into it, talking about even like the money thing, it's like money. I mean, you can buy things that can make you happy today, mm -hmm. but how, how long will that last mm -hmm. you? Well, when it comes back to, are you just buying it because, for your haters to show, look, this is what I have. Or do you want a Lamborghini because you like Lamborghinis and you just want to go fast? I mean, yeah. I know nothing about cars. So to me, it's never been like a, yeah, what I want a nice car. Like, that's cool. But like, it's not like the end all be all with well, me. It's, like, so, I'm, it's so fleeting too. You know, I mean, you guys have experienced it. I'm sure it's like the moments that I've had or the accolades and things that I've accomplished. It's awesome. But then the next day it's it's gone, you know. Yeah. So it's like you think about somebody that wins a great award. Well, you won the award, everybody celebrated you last night. Mm -hmm. Now you gotta wake up in a hotel room yeah. by yourself and it's just you and your it's you again. Oh, mm -hmm. for so sure. what are you gonna do? Now yeah. what? Mm -hmm. Now that, that you have the car, now that you have the relationship, mm -hmm. now that you have the thriving, if that was it, yes. now what? Oh, yeah. for you sure. Know? And it's and you could relate that to anything, you know what I mean? Because I know this is like I don't even know where we are in the topic uh -huh. <laughs> but what i'm saying is one of my long-term goals is to write a book for guys yeah and the reason for that is to basically go based off of my experience with like anything from my childhood to 
being with a girl, not knowing how to love, yeah, feeling a certain type of way, insecurity, all that stuff. Because nobody wants to admit, you know what? I don't know how to pick up a chick yeah. or I don't know how to love a woman properly because nobody told me. Yeah, You know what I mean? I, I honestly am just going with the motion of yeah. life, what it's presenting to me without even being connected to if th is this truly what I want? Yeah. Because right. I know for me, every relationship I've been in has been jacked up because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah. And even to this day, I question myself, like, yeah. you know, if you're going to commit to something, make sure that you're feeling it yeah. and you're not just afraid to hurt this person's feelings because you honestly just don't like them like that. Yeah. Or whatever it is that you're feeling, be open to it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that is the only way you're going to be help, happy with yourself. Right. And right. I think having a daughter also plays a yeah. role in that because... You know, she's seven. She's starting to be curious. I mean, just yesterday or two days ago, she was just like, yeah, a boy at school told me he liked me. And I was like, what? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but you're talking about a seven-year-old. Yeah. And at the moment, it's shocking, but it's very real at the very same real. time. Because as a father, you have to be willing to step in and say, hey, I, I know that you feel th these yeah. little funny emotions yeah but just know that it's gonna happen several times yeah and with several people but we're gonna talk about this as you progress in life yeah so you know when somebody actually loves you or if they're just trying to do something with you yeah you know what i mean because that's a conversation my parents never had with me yeah i think a lot of I can't speak for every Hispanic household, but I think it's a topic we're very afraid of. I don't know why. Um, I just think most but, people in our world don't know how to yeah. co have conversation. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. don't create space for it. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we have small talk. We yeah. have chit chat. For we, sure. We we you know publicize our opinions, mm -hmm. but like conversation, yeah. like opening up and you like, know. talking so that I can listen <laughs> yeah. and like listen for the sake of learning, yeah, not exactly. just for keeping. Probably because you're vulnerable, though. I think like it's a lot of people that you don't want nail on the head, dude. Vulnerability, mm -hmm. but that's the birthplace of change. Oh, if yeah. you can't get to, it's like the reoccurring theme of this combo. If you can't get to that vulnerability, is I don't know it all. The vulnerability is I don't have it all together. Vulnerability is you might get close, too close to me, mm -hmm. and see my humanity. Yeah. See the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain oh, and sure. realize that. I'm not everything that you want me to be or exactly. think that I am. Yeah. I'm just I'm just trying. Oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> and know? being able yeah. to say that is so powerful. Yeah, it is. Because it is powerful. Because it's liberating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what what do you consider yourself? A pastor? I'm it's one of the things like, I do, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So even being a pastor, some people may think you have it all figured out or that you walk with God every single step. Yeah. But you're also human. Yeah. So there's room forever, plenty of it. But if let's say you as you convince yourself that you are perfect and that you are with God in every single step. Yeah. Even when you make a mistake, you will try to retract yeah. back to that perfection yeah. because you're neglecting the human aspect. That's of the bottom line. Who you are. I've said for years 
Because depending on the day, like what I'm doing, whether it be in the church sphere, podcast, there's things that I do in film or, or different things. When I'm doing those things, I've always said one of my greatest fears is the pedestal. This idea that because I am, I, I push new thoughts or ideas or principles of spirituality to help hopefully all of us move our lives forward, that somehow the viewer or listener would take away my humanity. Mm-hmm. That just because I understand or publicize certain concepts or ideas, that I am perfect in all yeah. of those things. Yeah. I think that that's one of the most terrifying places to be, even in the public eye. Oh, yeah. This pedestal mm-hmm. where because of your position, people expect something out of you that actually strips you of your humanness. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The amount of people that like reached out to me after the first podcast, you know, yeah. that obviously knew you. And it's like you can tell that the way they they view you, too, because they might not have like actually had a conversation with you. They just yeah. hear you. And I know you guys do like the uh, like the video yeah. um you know all of that so they yeah. might just watch it on their phone right. and see that uh um you know of you they don't they forget that you're human you the, know yeah to me and, and i think what in whatever you're doing especially when you're someone who is a thought leader or um someone you know that works in spirituality or church or things like that politics even i think that there's different spheres where it's almost it's it's like you understand it because yeah. it's human. Like I think that we try to put people in a box so that we can understand. But then there is also this: you got to allow people to show you who they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that as an individual, then here's the here's the challenge. The challenge is when then you have influence to fight to be who you are and not who people want you to be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not to feel the pressure to jump through the hoop or maintain an image. Because people do it. It's like oh, you yeah. you get this thing and then there's assumptions. And then I'm maintaining my reputation of what you think. And then I think that that's how people throw their lives away. Oh, I really yeah. do. I think that that's how people ruin their lives, make stupid decisions, because they're not living authentically. Yeah. You're not being who you actually are. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've, I've The funny thing about being in the spotlight or I, I don't feel that personally, just because I think I still think I'm a regular regular person, but I do get approached uh, quite a bit. I mean, I've been approached at a restaurant, at the gas station, at Walmart, random, you know, yeah. random things. But uh, I try to be a hundred percent who I am with everybody. Yeah, just because I don't need you to have this false image of who you think I am. If I listen to a certain type of music, mm-hmm. I'm going to put it out there. Yeah. If you don't like it, that's on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I would much rather not hide who I am because I remember when I first launched Iron Bullies, I would try to censor myself. I would try to do things with so much positivity that was to a degree, overly positive, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, and, not, not real. And so. it, exactly, because it's impossible to maintain a positive outlook on every single thing, even when things are going wrong. Mm-hmm. And I remember <clears throat> about a year into having the brand, I got separated, you know, with, with the mother of my child. And... I didn't know who I was anymore. Yeah. And I remember hearing that 
I don't know if it was Les Brown or or, uh, I forget the other motivational speaker, but it was it mm-hmm. was one of those guys, and I remember them speaking on this subject because you do semi lose your identity when somebody so important, you know, yeah. no longer takes yeah a role in your life yeah. I think it's different too and challenging like in the scope of what we do and mm-hmm. in the world of social media, yeah. especially because it, you bring up the idea of the concept of censorship, right? Yeah. Like censoring yourself. I feel like there's a part of censorship that may damage your authenticity depending upon your audience. Mm-hmm. But then there's also censorship that seems like good business. For sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like depending oh, on sure. what a doctor mm-hmm. needs to censor him oh, certain of aspects of his lifestyle <laughs> of or self. You know yeah, what I mean? You don't want to see who he's hanging out with and going to dinner with and maybe what he's watching or like there's certain areas because of the field that it's like, I feel like it needs to be, it's just good business oh, for mm-hmm. to sure. be censored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, I, and this is where I think that I'm still struggling with mm-hmm. it and trying to figure out for myself what it's going to be. But then at what point though, you got you to gotta decide then what is, what do you censor? What don't you censor? Mm-hmm. At what point, I think that if one, I think our world has to realize that social media isn't real life. Exactly. Bottom line. Yeah. What you see of someone, no matter how great or how bad it is on either side of the fence, it's not re it's not real life. There's no way Mm -hmm. that you could fully understand a person by just scrolling through their social media account. You can learn a lot, but it's still not real life. Like I think fundamentally, especially Instagram, the stuff that you want people Mm -hmm. to see. Like imagine if there was like, something that followed us around that like just posted four random things a day of you. And it was, it was whatever it wanted to post. Like (laughs) everyone's feeds would look crazy, you know, like it, it, it wouldn't, uh, I mean, it would probably reflect who you really are at that point. But if you're just putting out what you want people to see, you know, yeah, that's why you can't, you know, get too caught up in when it's the, the lines are blurred, right? Like, so it's like, and it's too, I mean, I think about it like people with their kids, like at what, if you're an influencer and you post photos of your kids, you could be potentially exploiting them. Like they are not choosing to be on your account. Yet when you do that, you're putting them in the public eye in a way that who knows who is looking at these exactly. photos of your children. Mm-hmm. If you're not an influencer and the only people that follow you are your family, you're using it for a different tool. You're mm-hmm. just showing what your kid did today. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's all these blurred lines yeah. Yeah. in the medium that yeah. that is are, that is kind of difficult. Oh, yeah. you know? And I think that has a lot to do with there's no guideline mm-hmm. to how to use these tools. No. You know what I mean? So the interpretation, we fall back into interpreting how we do things, how we do yeah. business. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that's what I was trying to get at with that whole conversation because when your mind isn't in the same place that it once was, you don't even know how to go about making a simple post Mm -mm. you know what i mean and even your words are almost being forced yeah just Mm -hmm. out yeah to for the sake of staying relevant yeah and i don't have that problem anymore because i don't feel the same amount of pressure in a sense of just posting just to post yeah now even the way that i market my brand i've i don't even think i'm doing it the right way to be honest and that's coming from me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's only because I look at other brands that are relative to, let's say, the same realm. And the way that they post is completely different. They're, let's say, Austin's wearing that shirt. 
all their advertising is that shirt. Mm. My mind goes somewhere else. I have or I feel the responsibility to tell you something behind that picture. Uh, you know what I mean? And I think <clears throat> to an extent, that's why as of lately, I've been semi searching for somebody to take over on that aspect yeah. of social media because I still want to be myself. Yeah. But I want to be myself without it hurting the brand that was yep. created right. for the sake of continuing to build this community. You know what I mean? And I, you because know, exactly. I, I think that's the conversation of, of boundaries. Mm -hmm. Like, what are your boundaries going to be? And what exactly. is it used for? It's like, yeah. I mean, your social media account, you initially, what, fitness? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's in primarily still yeah. now, fitness. Yeah, for I sure. mean, that's so, but you give your, you're not just posting anything and everything on your social media account. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's boundaries to, okay, that's what this is for. Yeah. But I think like if we don't have that conversation, even individually, corporately, depending on if you're an entrepreneur or whatever, it's going to get very difficult in the future. I think you're going to lose yourself yeah. because yeah. you because you don't know what things are for. So then you feel fake if you don't show everything. But at some point, yes, but also no. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like at some point you need censorship. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. This, is why, this it, is why you don't have you don't have a hundred tight close friends. You have one or two. Oh, you yeah. know? And there's a reason that they know things about you that not everybody knows. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make you a fake person to have levels of friendship oh, in your sure. I think having like a you know a business account, I mean that's uh that makes it really hard because you don't know uh for instance with like the Iron Bullies page or maybe just the off the leash page like you know, I'm not going to be posting my life on there because that's, I mean, that's more about like the business versus yeah. my personal account. It's, I think it's easier because I'm just like, well, people, you know, if they're following me, this is me. So if I'm not posting fitness one day and it's what I'm eating and, and I'm out at, at Disneyland or I'm doing something with my girlfriend or whatever, like it's me still, you know, that, that profile is still. But that me. is also, I'd assume is a difficult thing for, for you because you are not just a person, you are a brand. True. You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I you're, can't you're, just post anything. Not, like, yeah, you're not yeah. just you are you are you, and it is you, mm -hmm. and it's but different you're, than you're Iron Boys. Censored. But you're still censored, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and you're censored because you are your brand. Yeah, yeah. you get what I'm yeah, saying? Hundred percent. Like that's the tricky thing I think for <laughs> that we're dealing with, like the influencer culture. Mm -hmm. For sure. Is it's like okay, I understand. Like it's easy to say Iron Bullies. Here are our parameters for this business exactly. account. But then how do you? It's a little bit more difficult to draw those lines. I find that for mm -hmm. me to draw I those think lines anything, of what you know. If it's anything negative, just don't put it out there. Because there's plenty of times where I'm, you know, and I've talked to him about it, where I'm in my head and, you know, something irked me or whatever. And I feel the need to like, oh, I need Vince. to speak on this and, and tell people and show, you know, I know what I'm talking about or whatever. And then, you know, you know, he'll tell me like, don't do it. You know, yeah. it's not worth it. Or, you know, master your energy. Like, don't. Why put it out there? There's yeah. nothing good is going to come from it. It's just going to be. You're going to say something and it's going to turn into this he say, she say type game. Yeah. And then it's just drama. And then people are, are following you because they want to know what's going on in your life. And, yeah. and that's that's not creating anything positive. So right. I try not to put anything, you know, I think a lot of people will open up on their social medias. They'll go through a, a breakup or whatever. And you'll, you'll see these posts and you can just tell with these posts. Like yeah. <laughs> it's very negative or it's very, yeah. either putting up certain quotes or whatever. And, yeah. and I don't know. I don't You're think you're going through something. Bro. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't oh, think yeah. all that should be out there personally. Yeah. You know, that should be something with your circle that you talk to them. And maybe a lot of people just don't have, friends like that to talk to yeah. you know i think that's, that's their outlet or something oh or for yeah. sure yeah. lonely because i uh 
I'm not laughing at people, but I'm kind of laughing at them. Yeah, <laughs> but like because it's just like don't go that deep yeah. into shaming somebody. Let's say baby mama, baby daddy drama. Like there's no reason for let's say if you have a thousand followers or a thousand friends on Facebook, yeah. there's no reason they need to know this. No. You know what I mean? This it, is it's not a good look for no, you. It's no, not helping people's no, image of you. Because you, you <laughs> think that's gonna help you get anywhere? Yeah. I mean the even the the way the world is shifting, people are gonna look you up. Dude. So if you apply for a job, luckily I don't need to work for anybody. But if you're trying to apply for a job, people are gonna tap in to those outlets, try to look for you, and see what type of mentality or what type of person they think you really are. And well, if that's the information that is out there about you, what do you think their judgment of you is gonna be? And it only it only becomes a deeper and deeper file cabinet, so to speak, oh, of for what sure. It's like we were talking yesterday, Austin, about the um, the Netflix special, The Great Hack, and they're you know the whole thing of like there's there's where we're going even with AI and things like that. There would be an ability for people to have more uh, incriminating evidence that you were guilty of something than you would have to vindicate yourself of mm -hmm. an accused accusation or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because they would they know what you like. They know mm -hmm. the type of animals that you the pets that you like. The, yeah, the the yeah exactly <laughs> exactly. It's not a bad look. The foods, yeah. the cereals. You know what I mean? Like think about the things that they would know about, even in just the little things. Yeah. You know, just yeah. the little things oh, that are in the sure. background of a photo mm -hmm. up on your fireplace mm -hmm. or the TV show that yeah. was yeah. on when you that were if doing you were to a video. See, you'd be like, about, oh, yeah, that, that's Austin. You fit yeah, that. That's you, him. Yeah. yeah. You fit it the has profile. to be him. He was watching this and yeah. he was eating yeah. this. Well, that sounds exactly yeah. like Austin. Yeah. You're like, no, it wasn't. But they would have yeah. more on you. Oh, for sure. That, that's that's the, to me, that's the dangerous thing. That's oh. why I think like it's an important conversation for like this generation. And when I say generation, I'm saying anybody actively using the things and the mediums that we're using now to connect, which we need those things. But it's important that we see them for what they are and give them boundaries. Mm -hmm. Boundaries are what make things grow, make oh, things flourish. Sure. If you for don't sure. have boundaries, it's a free for all. And it will, I, it will be, it will be our demise. Yep. Something that was supposed to, it, be, it becomes, you know, the baby, you know, the baby lion that you think is so cute and innocent, then it grows up and eats you. Like it's the mm -hmm. same type of principle. Like if you don't learn how to put it in an environment or put it in, in some sort of parameters where you can um, have its power under control, its yeah. power will dominate you. So oh. would you say you think social media like is out of control right now? I think it's, I think that it's, yeah, I think it is. I think it's out of control. How much worse do you think it can get? Way worse. Way worse. The reason I say it's out of control is because I think anything that you don't have a conscious game plan to bring boundaries to in its in its infancy is already out of control. Mm -hmm. yeah. Big things don't start big. They start small. Mm -hmm. yeah. So things that become powerful, they don't start big. They start small. And you overlook them because of their innocence. That's real. So to me, it's one of those things. Is it out of... Yeah, it's already in the making. Mm -hmm. but But we're overlooking it because of its innocence. It's just... We're yeah. just connecting. We're just, yeah. it's just Instagram. It's they just, just Facebook. have access to this and that. And yeah, but if you, exactly, and, you know, yeah, yeah. But Russia made face app and they yeah. have your face and like, yeah, and, but it's just a face app. You and know? no one's even talking about it anymore. No one's even talking. Yeah. And we're, we've moved on, but don't think that that's not, that, that it, went it into happened. the file cabinet yeah. and that happened and that could resurface. And yeah. like, that's why I think like, I mean, it's, it's, it's in its infancy, but 
It's for sure. If if we don't consciously evaluate how we're going to use it in our lives, it will use us and oh, dominate. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it takes <clears throat> a strong mindset to be able to be on all these platforms without necessarily caving to the pressure of, yeah. you know, whatever it is that people want from you because yeah. it's like uh what do they call those things that they can, puppet master the, kind of yeah, thing, yeah yeah like if, if you allow it to it will oh yeah you know what i mean like i don't know i even when people have made fake accounts to attack us mm-hmm. on instagram it's hilarious because it's just like bro you're that damaged yeah that you had to first think about the process you had to create an email then create an account Verify to the email. then yeah, yeah. to then yeah. go and leave this mean comment that you thought was going to hurt my feelings. But who's the weak-minded person here? Because yeah. all I have to do is block you. Therefore, you have no more access to me. Yeah. And then you go back, create another, another email one, yeah. and another account just to leave another comment. What's funny, though, to me about that is like right now you hear that and then we would sit here and be like, oh, God, so silly. But in the future, I think that becomes dangerous. Oh, of course. Because that, those fake accounts get less and less fake looking. And oh. when you actually, I say this about even like, if we're thinking that our next major war is going to be fought with artil- art- artillery and things, I think yeah. we're missing it. Oh, I think, the, I mean, the greatest, if you want to see true demise, mm-hmm. get into our banking system. Get into like people's actual like lives through mm-hmm. the use of technology and mm-hmm. media. And it's game over if you're not ready for something oh, like, for even sure. individually. Mm-hmm. Just just your, your mere innocence is vulnerable yep. because of of the silliest thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So that's why I think just the conscious evaluation of what place does this have in my life. Yeah. Otherwise, I think that you're literally setting yourself up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's going to be too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. You know, it really is. No, for sure, for sure. They even have like in your, your settings, you can see like the the screen time that you've used like certain apps for whatever that's, and that's like that's scary to look at yeah like how much you're on there and, yeah. and looking into things and you know especially if it's just to follow people's lives because i mean for me i'll click through people's stories and whatever but it's not like a, you know once i'm off my phone i'm not thinking twice about like Mm-mm. any of that really you well, know so it, yeah it's a portal you know i think that's a, like what is it it's a portal you're you're looking into it like this. You're, so it is it is it a, a reality? Yeah. Is it reality? No. Mm-mm. But it is like a portal where people are going to continue to spend more. We're not going to spend less time on social no. media. You yeah, know what no. I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that the thing is to be able to create parameters for yourself to be able to function in a world that has no rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. Yeah. There, there are no rules, mm-hmm. really. For sure. You know? And then sure. to think about, yeah. It's just a platform for a lot of different yeah. things. It's like well, I cha- think I think that's why like these uh, not to cut you off, but like why these podcasts are important because you're able to, you know, for someone who follows Edgar or you or me, yeah. um, they can watch this and actually get insight of like 100%. what's going on, you know, in our actual head and, and how we're thinking. And because through social media, you can't get that. I mean, even no. if you're talking to your camera, I mean, you have a 15 second clip and you do a couple of them a day. I mean, that's 45 seconds out of 24 hours. I mean, you know, versus you sit here for a podcast for an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever the case may be. And 
actually get to hear someone pick your brain and yeah. you know context matters mm -hmm. the intangible sometimes are the thing that are that is most important when you sit face to face and have a conversation and you don't just hear what they're saying you feel what they're saying you feel mm -hmm. the vibe of how mm -hmm. they're communicating it the tone the eye yeah. contact all of those things help you rationalize and determine what you think about what a person is actually oh yeah. i get what you're saying yeah was it because of the words that i said no it was how Your you tone. it was everything messages, together you, you can't get i remember no. my dad like when he would start using social media or whatever i mean he's 54 and, and uh -huh. he would leave a comment and he would like tell me and i'm like i look at it there's no emoji there's so i'm like that doesn't sound sarcastic like yeah. in your head you thought that was sarcastic but people are gonna read this Nobody like what is wrong joke. with this man like you know and yeah. that's i think that's a big thing versus yeah. you know for a lot of us when you you know i think we you know grew up where you you know you got your your first smartphone or whatever you know and started texting yep. or we had to press the you know the three buttons yep. to, right. get, to for the get certain letter. letters yeah. or whatever to what it's evolved to now we've grown through that versus you know a lot of uh older people for instance didn't uh use any of that stuff so then when they do download social media or use their phones like they don't know how to do those things right. you know and yeah. that that can be a problem as well versus you know being here because even even people uh that feel comfortable to say something over the phone yeah. versus in person like i know edgar can text me and say something and he's completely fine with saying that to my face and i respect that you know yeah. because that's truly how he feels versus yeah. someone who hides behind their camera yeah. and and says something but then you see him in person and nothing is said like we're all you know we're all grown here we can if we can have a conversation through there we can have it in yeah. person face to face there yeah. should be no difference well in a know? lot of tight ways too i think that technology is a part of the dehumanizing issue. It takes away aspects of humanity that are important in understanding one another, important in forming empathy for one another, important for having compassion for your fellow man. Mm -hmm. When it's literally just visual, it's it's harder. So I think that you have to, that's why I'm saying like your mindset has to be, has to process the reality of what you're experiencing mm -hmm. and not just um, almost like, um, like non not consciously being aware of, of what's happening like mm -hmm. you have to i think that you have to stop and realize that there's a lot more going into it and and fighting for the fighting for uh to me that's the dangerous thing of, of for context where is this coming from it's yeah. easy to tweet it's easy to post something within a certain number of characters but man are you really being productive like mm -hmm. how how much is that really if you can't fully explain yourself you know mm -hmm. it's like we were talking yesterday about the rogan sanders uh interview it's like my opinion on that conversation is like i think it's it's impressive how uh joe is able to humanize people that the media wants to create as a certain um you know isolated person based upon sound bites that they take from the media yeah. when you can actually hear somebody's thought process it's like okay i don't necessarily agree with <laughs> what you're necessarily saying but at least thank god i can understand where you're coming from mm -hmm. like i yeah. understand how you got there and how do you how do you think joe's able to do that i think that he's just mastered. because he's him what? and he's like built himself up to his own platform because i mean if you if we weren't sitting here and and bernie was sitting in front of you like how would how would you go about trying to you know have yeah. those same conversations and I mean that takes skill you know that's, that's no it like takes a, mad skill and I think it, it's it's listening and seeking to understand I mm -hmm. don't think that most people do that in conversation mm -hmm. Joe is a great listener very rarely does he even if he doesn't agree with what you're saying very rarely does he might tell you that he does it but mm -hmm. he'll still 
logically uh, think about it and ask you questions and try and get to that understanding. And if he doesn't, he's okay with that. Yeah. But he doesn't hold that. Or he wants to un- understand how you got there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if you're if you're if so, if you make a big bold statement that is very forward, my question: Okay, explain what you mean now. Mm-hmm. Now tell me how you got there. Yeah, I think X Y Z. Okay, how did you get there? Why do we think that? How is that going to benefit this? Like, I think seeking to understand. I find I don't know how you guys are, especially if I get heated in a conversation or in an argument. I'm not listening. I'm not. We're not talking to understand. No. I'm talking to make sure that I'm heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to me, that's the difference. When you're engaging in conversation, I'm not, my primary goal is to listen, mm-hmm. not my primary goal is to be heard. Where the majority of times, do you ever notice this? And I, I, uh, my wife, we talk about this sometimes. Like sometimes we'll want to talk about things that matter in the heat of an argument, but they're never going to be productive in the heat of an argument. Mm-hmm. You have to make time for productive conversation outside of the argument for topics that are not natural to talk about. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know what yeah. I mean? It's always in the argument that, well, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's like, what, what does that, 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 that have yeah. to do with, yeah. have, have to do anything? Yeah. It's like in the, in, in, but that's not the time to discuss it in the intensity mm-hmm. of your yeah, emotion. Because, because yeah. at that point, you're not, you're not conversing to listen. Are you you're trying to be happy to be or you're trying to be right? You know? Right. And at that point, you're, you're trying, trying to be right. Be right. You know? Yeah. yeah. You're not trying to. So, but yeah. that's why the importance of, again, the art of conversation. Joe's great at conversation. Mm-hmm. And what makes you great at conversation is being a, a good listener. Oh, yeah. For sure. and, was, and trying to understand. Yeah. I was talking to um, my friend, Matt. He came into the shop a couple of days ago. And I can't remember who he said it was, but I guess Joe did a podcast a couple of days ago with some like female comedian that I think opens up for him or mm-hmm. has done shows with him. And, you know, they sat down and started talking. And I think he said like 20, 25 minutes into it, Joe just looked at her and was like, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you acting different? She's yeah. like, oh, I mean, like I'm on your podcast. Like, yeah. And she felt like super weird. But the fact yeah. that he was able to just pick up on that and be like, oh, yeah. dude, you're not acting right. Yeah. Like what, what's going on? Yeah. And called her out in front of, I mean, who, how, who knows how many people are watching that <laughs> at that time, you know? And it then like relaxed yeah. her and he's like, dude, it's just, it's like a normal conversation. Yeah. We've had plenty of these. I've known you for eight years. Yeah. Like, you know, it's crazy to think about, but I think that's why his has become so successful. And I think that's why he's successful as a person in general. He has a good understanding of how to talk to people. Yeah. I mean, even his commentary through the UFC, he never, um, if you listen to it, he's very honest. There, I mean, there will be a time where another commentator says something and he's like, no, no, that's not, that's not what, ha- you know, what's happening. But yeah. he, the way he says it and puts it out there and his tone and it, it's just, it's understanding, Yeah, you know? I mean, it's, he's well, not trying to be right. No. And that's, to me, that's the most powerful because then it puts people in a position to actually look at themselves. When you're just peddling information and talking about concepts and ideas or being inspiring, to me, that acts as a window. You're talking through something. You're talking, oh, the possibilities of what could be over there. My family could be better. My relationships could be better. My money could be better. Like all of these inspirational things. I think through conversation, when you're able to be vulnerable and human, it's no longer a window. It's a mirror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see a little bit of myself in your conversation about social media. Oh yeah. I see a little bit of myself and my own journey when you talk about your struggle mm-hmm. of being raised a certain way and as different to make, as they can be. As different. You can relate to oh, it. Mm-hmm. and that's the thing. You whether you grew up in the streets or you grew up mm-hmm. um, you know not in the streets, there's there's themes that are so human that mm-hmm. that go that transcend the conversation mm-hmm. of upbringing that's like, "Oh, that's me. I feel that too." Mm-hmm. To me, that's where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. Where we start actually realizing that we have more in common than we don't. Oh yeah. 
we're sitting at this table, we may have different backgrounds or different things that we do. Guarantee we have more in common, though, than we don't. Mm -hmm. But most people talk about the things that you don't have in common. The one or two, three things, five things in comparison to the hundreds that you do. And you allow those one to five things to divide you. And we can't run together, exactly. you know, and because I think that's why like, these, you know, conversations have to be had because we could all sit here and, and talk about, oh, what do you guys think of the the Raiders next yeah. year, the, the Lakers yeah. or and that's small talk, you know, but to yeah. actually dive in and, and hear, you know, about certain things that maybe he's gone through that you and I haven't or something yeah. you've went through that we haven't, you know, yeah. I mean, it really opens your eyes to what's actually going on and how yeah. serious some things are. And it kind of not humbles me, but puts me in my place and, and makes me think like, okay, I, I don't have it bad or I don't have yeah. it bad in that way. Right. You know, I need to be, you know, be thankful for the things you do have and, you know, the struggle you've gone through and the things you've gone through, but there's always someone who has it worse, yeah. you know? And I think not enough people acknowledge that because if it's not happening to them, what does it matter? Yeah. You know? And I think that's not a good way to, to really think about it because there's a lot of people who are, you know, going through things or, you know, growing up uh, in bad environments that are hurt and they don't know any better. You know, people blame, uh, you know, if, if something happens or, or someone gets arrested for something, they're so quick to say, oh, they're stupid for doing that. But I mean, you don't know that person. You don't no. know if they were fighting for their life, if that's all they know. I mean, there's so many things that go into it that I think that's why these conversations, especially amongst us men, yeah. you know, need to happen. Because I think maybe women are different and it's, yeah. I think they, you know, can open up and are are okay with being emotional and, and things like that, but it's frowned upon for a man to, yeah, to talk is. about his feelings or it to is. to get upset or to you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's definitely and it's weird that there's that uh or to talk that about stigma. to talk yeah, oh it is. Yeah. But to to discuss ideas like struggle mm-hmm. to to for a man to say I don't know it all. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. At least act like you do, bro. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, like yeah. in our oh, yeah. in our world. That's what's expected. You know <laughs> what I mean? I yeah. uh Oh, I don't know how to change a tire. Yeah. I had to have him. I called him like, bro, yeah. Yeah. I need help, man. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. And he was just like, all right. Comes He's like, I'm going to show you how to do it, isn't though. Isn't it funny, you know? though, like how you know, like I, I find myself the same way. Like there's certain things, um, carpentry things, cars, like I just don't know. Like I wasn't raised around it. I don't same. know how. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's funny, like there is there's something in me that that makes me feel less than for not knowing those things like, oh, yeah, I, like for sure. you, you, well, you can't tell you can't just tell everybody thing, you know yeah, what i mean yeah i think it's a societal thing because uh you know about two days ago i had this conversation with my dad at their dining table at my parents home and i was telling them how <clears throat> people expect you to be good at everything yeah you know what i mean but yeah. like once you're once you find yourself and you know what you're actually good at you can do that. Yeah. Whether it's to make a living or to help others yeah. figure out the answers of of their own wonders. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I couldn't quote something from the Bible, but I could ask you. Yeah. Or I could tap in yeah. to to your podcast or yeah. or let's say you do a live event or something like yeah. that. But th- that's where I'm gonna yeah. find that spirituality or yeah. whatever. Or if I have a question in regard to let's say a um a certain uh not a product but something that's in a product yeah. that I'm just unaware let's say it has a crazy name yeah. and I've never heard it but he just so happens to have the answer yeah. I could go to him right. and ask him just like he could come to me and ask me how to change a tire yeah. or how to 
raise the little jack to yeah. raise the vehicle. Yeah. There's no shame in it. No. I, we're also we're all brought to this world to be good at different things. Yeah. And until you find yourself and until you're comfortable with that, yep. you're always going to be fighting. Yeah. Or you're gonna yeah, you're going to be fighting this uphill battle because everybody expects you to just know yeah. it all for some reason. So if you look, I mean from like maybe 50 years ago to now, do you think it's like a more, uh, like we've progressed more as men to to be open with who we are or less? Because I mean, I think I look at myself and I'm like, if I was in the 1970s, like with tattoos all on me and, yeah. and my nose pierced and maybe doing my hair a certain way or, or wearing certain clothes yep. that I wear, like is that, you know, I think now, it's a, a lot more accepted, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. versus back then. But in other aspects, like, you know, if me not knowing how not knowing how to change a tire, some, you know, 40, 50 year old man could be looking at this like, what's wrong with that yeah. kid? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think we've progressed. I think, I mean, for sure we've progressed. I mean, gosh, but um, I think you wonder then how much and how much is real and how much is I think that, you know, we're we're comfortable with those things. I think when it gets tricky is when it's close to home. Mm-hmm. I think people are okay with people being themselves, but when it's your son, your daughter, your family member, your mom, your dad, then I think it really you know shows how much we've grown or how much we haven't haven't grown. Oh, uh, most definitely. You know, man. like I, it's okay to be a, a, be okay with the concepts or the ideas. I think especially now, probably that is like a benefit, right? Of social media, the more you see, the more your psyche and your soul kind of becomes okay with what you see because you're familiar with it. Whatever be, you become familiar with, you become comfortable with. But it's still different than okay. But it's in your family. It's in exactly. your. What about you? What about dad? Dad. What about you and your son? Mm-hmm. Like I know that you think like we're good at communication, but I see like a lot of that guys that may be okay with you know cool with their friends or cool with certain things. It's like, but you ignore your children. Your mm-hmm. children don't have that space of vulnerability. You know, like yeah. So it, I think in some ways we're okay with it. Mm-hmm. Are we practicing it? Exactly. I don't know. I mean, you've said it multiple times. I think a a big thing is uh, uh, acknowledging as a parent, like, you know, there's times where he's told me, you know, because I'm going to be a dad within the next couple months and certain things he could say will really stick with me. And I think about him a lot and, you know, him saying like, it's okay to tell your kid you're wrong. If Mm -hmm. you mess up and and you do something and you were out of line, it's okay to look at your kid and and apologize and say, hey. I made a mistake, you know, and I think a lot of parents can't do that. A lot of parents think I'm older, I'm wiser. A lot of parents think I'm the parent, I'm the one who's right. And, and I think that's just a terrible way to think because if your kid can, I mean, your kid can teach you something, you know, especially when they get to a certain age, there's a lot of things they can teach you or things you might not know, you know, I mean, uh, even if it comes back to social media and, and I remember my dad could ask me like, how do I post this? How do I, you know, like there's things you can, just because you're older does not make you more wise or more smart or not. You're not going to be well-rounded in every area, you know? I think that we have, especially in parenting, I think that parents are going to have to learn how to connect because they can no longer control. I I think that in past, in past generations, they've been able to control the input. Mm -hmm. I can control what you're seeing. I can control your friend circle. I can Mm -hmm. control who you're connected to. 
With technology now, you can't. Oh, you can't. So you're going to have to move from just that control thing to an actual coach in your kid's life if you're going to be successful mm-hmm. at parenting. Mm-hmm. It's going to have to be more about just controlling the input because, dude, you can't control the input yeah. anymore. You think you are, but when they're in their bedroom on their mobile device, they're access to a world and a social circle oh. and interacting with people. You, th- But to me, that's the trap is you think that you're doing it because you're okay with it. But if you're not aggressively finding ways to invade and to connect, yeah. you're going to lose. it might be I mean, your not- kid making that fake account commenting and you don't even know because they're know. they signed out of it or because they took the app off their phone or because like they're gonna outsmart you a Dude. kid's gonna find out <laughs> Bro. you know yeah like, we all outsmart yeah. our parents Come as kids you on. know and Come so on. think of it you take it now to the level it's at now i mean when i was still in you know let's just say middle school or whatever i mean smartphones weren't even a thing yeah. so i remember having to like try and go on the browser you had to like pay yeah so i even tried doing that my parents got hit with five bucks yeah. and i'm getting yelled at yeah. you know <laughs> like five bucks you yeah, know yeah. but uh to now it's like i mean the access is is crazy you yeah, know they're, they're i mean they're messing with phones in their infancy mm-hmm. like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that's it's and a lot of it's to distract them and you yeah. know make them you know shut them up or, or but what i'm you saying you it. got a parent like it's a portal Oh, it's, it's bad. Yeah. You know, no, it's like, bad. Yeah. So, and I think that that, that to me, that's where, where we're going. That is, I think that we've got, so to say, I think we've gotten better at conversation, but I think we've also gotten worse because we think that we're doing it because we're okay with it. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, that's the, the pendulum shift from, you know, you talk about these families that are, you know, gang violence and all that kind of stuff, which is still a huge issue and we have a mm-hmm. long way to go. But I also think what is going to continue to be an equal, uh, equally as large issue is the parents who think their kids are okay and their kids the, no and the yeah. kids know how to how to put on you know how to how to fool mom and dad mm-hmm. but there's so much going on under the surface there's yeah. so much because you're not talking mm-hmm. because they do feel the pressure because they're just looking at the the big things the, what are your grades uh how are you acting in school uh are you to class on time like certain things like that but you can be fooling them because you're getting the answers for tests and you're not even showing up like there's so many things and that, you uh, and, and you know how to give people what they want because that's all what you've grown up in with social media has ever taught you to do mm-hmm. you yeah. you know how to save fit you know how to make sure the angle's right yeah you know how to make sure that, they, that you find certain things and don't find other things because mm-hmm. that's the world that you've grown up mm-hmm. in versus a parent just having a conversation with their kid and actually if they if you're messing up, it's okay. Yeah. But let's get to the bottom well, of it. And, yeah. You know. We've we've learned because social media has been brought in during our lifetime. We've kind of learned to oh, we're not going to show our true self. We're just going to kind of portray. We want. I want the good selfies. I want the good pictures. I want the pictures where my angle looks right and my <laughs> physique looks right. So, but we've learned that. So we, in some ways, can separate us from that. My concern is for the people that are born into that. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to you don't yeah. know how to separate the fact that what you're portraying isn't reality. It almost becomes like this innate second nature thing, mm-hmm. which Oof. becomes yeah, creates a whole nother, yeah. you know, spectrum of of issues. And that's where you know you see like a lot of these, uh, you know, mass shootings or whatever happening. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is like, do these kids not realize like this is real? Yeah. Like this is like real life. You know, when you do something like that, there is no going back. This isn't a video game. This isn't you can't just delete that comment. You right. know, like this you that just happened. But those are the and I think that those are the families and that's the things that I'm concerned about because it's all do we not hear it more and more? I never would have thought they would have done this. Like they were that's just crazy, they were yeah. just they were just kind of like their own little they were independent or they were this or they were that or I would always get good grades, always yeah. so teachers like it's like high of them, yeah. 
And so I think that we can get a little bit distracted by a culture where we just promote activism. Like, you know what I mean? It's about, it's like, okay, yeah, we do need gun control and yeah, we do need activism, but why don't you go talk to your kid that's upstairs in this room? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> why don't you get off Facebook mm-hmm. and write in what you're writing and go play video games with your son or with your daughter mm-hmm. or take your daughter? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like there's that element of let activism is important, but let's not forget that it's starting in our home. Your kid mm-hmm. needs attention. It's yeah. yeah it's starting mm-hmm. in our friend circles. Mm-hmm. It's starting. It, it's it's starting here. Yep. You know what I mean? It's starting with your fellow man in your circle. Like we need awareness, yeah. but at the same you time, you have to start at the core. Get start at the core. If you if we say we need change, well then then it, it sounds as silly as this: be the change you want to see. Like mm-hmm. start with what you can control. But it's true, yeah. You know what do you do? What do you do? With your friends, what do you do? It's like I uh, like when we're t- in the in the the conversation on racism. It's like people want to have conversation about how we have all these racial issues and racial divide. I hope that we're also taking responsibility then to talk to our kids about racism. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope that I hope that it's not just the black parents with their black children talking to their kids. I hope that the white parents are sitting down with their white kids mm-hmm. and having conversation about how racism is a thing. And, we and it's don't very have, real. Yeah, but mm-hmm. if we're not, if we're not if we're not a part of the solution, we're by default a part of the problem. Exactly. 100%. If we're not actively making decisions to embrace the tough conversations, mm-hmm. we will be by default a mm-hmm. part of our own demise. Oh, yeah. And thinking, and to me, that's the, the illusion that we assume. That's why even like, think about the simplicity of the question that you asked. Do you think that we've, we've advanced? Most people would say, well, that's, that, of course we've advanced. But like to stop and think about it, we've advanced in some ways, but mm-hmm. in some ways our advancement, if we don't, if we don't deal with it right, can be our demise. Because yeah. mm-hmm. all, I mean, at the very base, the only thing that has changed is elapsed time. You know what I mean? Because if generations, like let's say I come from a background or a family that shows hatred towards mm. a different color, race, yeah, whatever, religious belief, and I show that to my children, that's going to continue. It's going to carry on. That's not progress. That's elapse of time yeah. and generations yeah. just practicing the same thing. And it comes back to, you know, just because maybe I don't experience it, you know, in a certain way, like hearing stories from other people, you know, where they are looked at a different way or, yeah. or treated a different way, yeah. it, you know, you know, thankfully I'm, you know, smart enough or aware enough to realize like, wow, like that's, that's real. You yeah. know, I haven't had to go through that, uh, at least so far, but when I hear stories like that, it's like, I mean, it's just crazy to me, you know, yeah. especially because I never grew up thinking that I never grew up like, you know, that, you know, with any type of, uh, uh, racist behavior or anyone that, yeah. that was racist or anything like that. And so to, to hear that those things go on, I mean, when I, you know, first, you know, became aware of it, it's like, it's just crazy, you know, cause I thought, it, I thought, Oh, it, it's, we're past that. Yeah. And we're not nowhere near it, you know, but uh, yeah, we're no, we're not. And I think though, that it's going to take people that are, you know, removed or I just think like you, you, if, if, African-Americans, black people are talking about racism, if, if Hispanic culture, people are being, you know, it's like in the the shooting, right, recently that they were obviously racially motivated. I think that people who are a part of different ethnicities can't just acknowledge that there's a problem. I think they have to participate in the solution. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is I think that white people should get upset about 
uh, injustice as it pertains to Hispanics, African Americans, oh, yeah. just mm-hmm. as much as the mm-hmm. people that are experiencing. The in- if we're going to forward this, we got to do more than say, "Oh wow, I didn't." I, it, it is an issue, and we're going to have to start talking to our kids, to our friends, educating ourselves like we actually care mm-hmm. to actually participate and saying, "Hey, this has got it. This has to change." And as someone who I'm not may I might may not be a beneficiary or somebody who is experiencing the prejudice firsthand. But, but what I can am, we do? I can, I'm a, I can fight against yeah. it and I can acknowledge, I'm not just going to say it's a problem. I'm going to fight to be a part of the solution, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Because even, you know, speaking vice versa, you know, let's say a Hispanic person was so upset that they in return went and retaliated. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be the right thing to do. You know what no. I mean? So it's opening the doors for conversation. And it really, you know you're right, Edgar. I mean? So I think for me, at least in my home with my child, you know, whether it's the wrong or right way to approach it, because I don't think there is a right way or yeah. a one way to approach the topic. We have taught her, you know, like, look, you treat everybody, yep. everybody the way you would want to be treated. Yep. And the, the crazy part is that the w- what I'm teaching her is what I felt as a kid. Mm. And I know that for a fact because I heard my dad, you know, as a kid making certain remarks yeah. towards a certain group. And for me, it was like, I don't think like that. Yep. I have friends that are Asian. I have friends that are black. Yep. I have my best friend in sixth grade was a white kid with red hair. And like, so I was very yep. diverse in my thinking yep. and I just wanted to hang out with these people. Yep. I, I didn't see the difference in pigment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying like my way of seeing the world is the ideal way. It's just, right. that's how I felt. Like if I saw injustice in front of my eyes, I wanted to do something yep. about it. I remember being 12 years old and moving into our new neighborhood literally maybe the first day or second day of living in that neighborhood me and my sister which is the oldest of the girls we went to go play in the playground of the elementary that i went to for sixth grade and some asian kids um jumped this white kid for his bike mm-hmm. you know i saw one one of the asian dudes like drop kick Wow. The kid and I didn't know what to do, but I ran over yeah. and I was like trying to help the kid out. Like, yo, are you all right? I know they jacked you for your bike, but like, are you OK? Yeah. And he just got up and was just like, yeah, man, I'm fine. And I walked with him back to his house because he lived in the same neighborhood at the corner house. Mm-hmm. And I saw how upset his dad got. So they jumped in the truck and probably went to go find those wow. Asian kids or whatever. But in my heart, I was just like. Man, that really sucks. Yep. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we literally just moved to this neighborhood yep. and these problems exist in this area, which I thought was a better area yeah. than what I previously experienced. Yeah. But it doesn't matter your location. No. You know, the problem is the problem. Yep. You know what I mean? So being able to identify it, talk about it, yep. and try to find some type of solution to persuade more people to do the right thing right you know what i mean treat each other well well i think hate the idea of hate prejudice oh for sure um all of those it's things it's it's rooted in pride and ego yeah really Mm -hmm. 
the the idea that I'm superior because, or I need to hold on to my sense mm-hmm. of superiority mm-hmm. because. I mean, it's it silly like when you really think it about it. It is so silly. Mm-hmm. And the cure is more, even a reoccurring theme, what you're talking about with business or whatever, the vulnerability thing that we're talking about. But it's the sense of humility. I don't have it all together. I'm not superior because of anything. Where I grew up, the money that I have, mm-hmm. the skin color that I have, the parents that I have, the parents that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Like those things don't make me less than or superior. Like mm-hmm. we have all been given different cards. We were dealt different cards. We don't know the answers as to why. Mm-hmm. And we should say we don't know the answers mm-hmm. as to why. Mm-hmm. But what we do know is that we're all still on this journey trying to make sense of what we were given. Mm-hmm. You know, And knowing that uh, one thing that I've been saying lately is, where you end up in life is not going to be determined be determined by what you've been given. So where you go in life will not be determined by what you've been given, but where you end up in life will be determined by what you do with what you've been given. And a lot of people need to hear that. Yeah. Because too many people will use that as an excuse yep. to not work hard, to not do things to well the bottom line is none of us chose the hand we were dealt exactly if you were if you were if, if it was a good your hand, dad's a billionaire you didn't choose that mm-hmm. and you have there's different issues that are going to come with that mm-hmm. than someone who didn't have anything mm-hmm. nobody cho- nobody chose but we can choose what we do with it exactly. mm-hmm. we can choose if we're going to turn it around you know mm-hmm. you see people that have money they're 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 the fact comfort in their life has made them complacent mm-hmm. has made them because they've had everything. They will never have anything more than what they've had. They'll That's never true. achieve anything. They'll yeah. never find that because, the, because there was no struggle there. There, there was, was nothing. No... There was no, yeah, there was no, nothing in it's like a, a limitation creates space for innovation. If, if we, if we don't have, if we don't have limitation, there's no problems to solve. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's that's the beautiful thing about humility and vulnerability. What you're acknowledging is I don't know it all, which means, okay, then now we have space for innovation. Mm-hmm. We have space for new ideas and new things and things that can make our life better. And hey, I can give you some advice and you could give me some advice. Mm-hmm. And we could have conversation about what we learned because that limitation that we're willing to admit is there, which nobody likes to do, yeah. literally created a space for us to move our lives forward. But if we're not willing, humility vulnerability, I don't know it all. If we're not willing to start there, there'll be no change. Oh yeah. Whether it be racism, prejudice, anything coming, you know, there really won't. Like those are the the fundamentals of becoming great. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's good to just be honest with people and and be open about uh, whatever it is. I mean, I know for us with um, the new pre-workout coming out, we had, you know, we anticipated it to come a lot earlier and, and we had, you know, a lot of problems with uh, manufacturing and, and communication, just a lot of things that people don't see. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, you know, me sitting there and just keep telling people, oh, just two more weeks and then two weeks comes and it's not here. And, yeah. Oh, just uh, don't worry. Things are still great. Mm-hmm, like yeah. people would come in and I would just be honest and say, look, this is what's happening. Yeah. Like this is why, and we're doing our, trust me, we're doing our best every single day to get it here as soon as possible. And, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of businesses, for instance, will just try and play that everything's going great and, and they have everything figured out and they have a formula that is going to make them millions of dollars. But I know for us, it's every day, it's something new. We're learning something. We're just, it's trial and error for us, I think. And, and I think we're just willing to, uh, fail. Because, yeah. I mean, we've had the conversations of if everything went downhill tomorrow, if if we lost everything, if nothing sold, like, we're just going to move on to another idea. Yeah. Or we're going to try again. Or we're going to sit down and, and, and reevaluate what we did and what we did right, what we did wrong. 
and start again, you know, and you have to be okay with that yeah. because not nothing is forever. You right. know, I could have, uh, we could have a pre-workout and it'd be great next year. By next year, we could be selling <laughs> hundreds of thousands a month. And then it's this big thing. And I'm thinking, oh, my life is, I'm set, you yeah. know, I'm good. And then a year later, you know what, pre-workout, if you found out there's new studies, <laughs> it's terrible for you. Right. You, you, we can't, it's illegal. Yeah. Then what? Oh, yeah. If I didn't adapt, if I didn't uh, innovate, like yeah. you said, I'm stuck. Yeah. I have. I now have nothing. So I think that's why it's important to constantly be thinking and, and thinking about new ideas and jumping on those ideas because you're never going to uh, really know until you try. Well, it's like the companies that never thought that digital film would become a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where are they? <laughs> you know, like, if, yeah, because you did. That's not going to be a thing. People aren't really going to be into that. It's not really going there. Well, it went there, you know, so if you're, look at, look at uh, taxis with yeah. Uber, right. look at hotels with Airbnb, yeah. uh, look at the, the Walmarts and the targets with uh, Amazon. Yeah. I mean, it's happening everywhere, yeah. you know, and I think that should be a wake up call to a lot of people of, you know, as if uh Whatever it is you're doing right now, it's silly to think that that's what you're going to be doing a year from yeah. now, two years. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's you always because if you know you got presented an opportunity or or one of these guys got presented an opportunity to, uh, hey, Joe Rogan needs someone to. I mean, yeah. they would be silly to not jump on that. Yeah. You know, right. of course they want to do what they can for you, but they have to go do yeah. what is in their best that's interest life, and right? what can then further them into. You guys leaving me for Rogan? Gosh, <laughs> I didn't tell you, man. <laughs> first one out. Take the first flight out of here. <laughs> See you never. Right? Uh, <laughs> like out of here. No, but that's the truth. But it is the truth. That's why you have to work on yourself first, too. You know what I mean? Because it's not the ideas that are going to make you. It's you. Yeah, it you is. know what I mean? Because you, who would have thought Nike would have been one of the most explosive right. brands in the world? But, yeah. You know, I've made silly posts before in the past saying, you know, Iron Bullies is the nike of fresno yeah and that's just me being that confident that yeah. i'm gonna push the line that hard whether it becomes a thing or doesn't yeah. that's just me convincing myself that yeah. that's how much i trust myself yeah. in working towards it yeah. because if i just say those things and then go take a nap for a week right and not try to make any progress is that going to become my reality yeah. probably not and i think that's why there is a lot of support too, because I mean, since I've known him, um, I mean, pretty much every day I see him, he's wearing one of his shirts. Yeah, I very rarely have seen him in just like a any other brand shirt, but I think that's important because you never know who's going to see you that day. You yeah. never know who you're going to run into, and that's something that I've picked up on too. Because even uh, I can be at the gym, and a, a guy come up to me like, "Oh, you're that you're the Iron Bully guy," or, or yeah. something like they'll say yeah. anything like that, and it's crazy to me because people. Uh, affiliate you yeah, with yeah. that, you know, and um, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's important to really stand behind what you're doing, you know, not just saying it, but actually doing it. I mean, that's like us making a pre-workout and never taking it, right. you know, I mean, I tell people, especially with the new one that came out, that it's not my ideal thing, you know, I'm not into the super strong, strong ones, yeah. but I know that there's a market for it and that people wanted that. Yeah. Am I going to take it every now and then? Yeah, I took it uh, yesterday yeah. morning and it's you know, a little too intense for me, yeah. you know, but for a lot of people, it's going to be what they want. People admire that though. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, you know, another thing you keep saying is there's something about, I think Craig Rochelle says something about like people would rather find, follow a, a leader that's real than one that's always right. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that there's something inspiring about someone that says, 
here's where we're going and here's what I have conviction about and what I'm like passionate about, but I don't got it all together. Mm -hmm. So yeah. don't think that I do, but come along for the mm -hmm. ride. You know, you oh, can yeah. be a part of this journey. Mm -hmm. And I think people, if people can feel a part of things, even if they're imperfect, mm -hmm. you have much greater, I think, buy-in in the end. And you have that thing that, for lack of a better term, is somewhat cultic. It's that energy. It's that thing like we're a part of something bigger than ourselves that mm -hmm. gets pioneered. And your through. your credibility goes a lot further too. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's plenty of times people come into the store and ask me about a certain supplement and what it does. And I'll explain to them and I can tell when they're lost with what yeah. I'm saying. And I'll say, look, I mean, if you don't want to spend this money, you know, and you you think I'm not being honest with you, Take a picture of this. Go look up the, yeah. everything that's in it and research it and make that decision yourself if you think it's for you. But from yeah. the information you've given me, this is what I think is good for you. Yeah. And that's just me. You know, and a lot of people, I think, appreciate that because there's yeah. times where I've turned not turned people down, but, you know, a, a kid can come in and, and want, uh, hey, man, I'm, I just signed up for the gym. How do I get big? And I'm yeah. like, dude, you go work out first, you know, yeah. like I'm not, because yeah. I, I remember being oatmeal and egg whites. Yeah. Son. Oh yeah. No, but I remember being that kid and, and not knowing and thinking, okay, yeah. I'm going to take all these supplements and just, I'll just, as long as I just go to the gym and do something yeah. and then I'm not going to worry about my diet or, you know, if I'm drinking on the weekends or, I mean, there's yeah. so many factors that go into it and I would rather people, especially a, a, a kid that doesn't have just all this money to just dump into everything. Yeah. I mean, if that's their last hundred dollars, it, probably doesn't need to be going towards a protein powder, yeah. you know, or creatine or whatever. All right. You know, because at the end of the day, like <clears throat> our businesses, what we always agreed on is it's a luxury to yeah. take these supplements. You know yeah. what I mean? Because even though we want to sustain keeping the doors open yeah. to provide opportunity for employees to work there to then yeah. hopefully grow it to another location and what have you honesty is the first yeah you know how people say yeah, honesty is the best policy yeah. yeah and it's just the truth because you know you could very well walk into a different different supplement store we won't throw any names out there but they'll corner you yeah and you originally went in there to spend twenty dollars and now you have a $300 tab. Yeah. And instead of paying for it with your debit card, now you pull out the credit card. Mm. And is that the right thing to do? Yeah. I mean, you as an owner should have some type of value More to compass. say, yeah, like, is this the right thing to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that pressure is going to be so heavy on that person. Yeah. And you now place the burden on that person yeah. that they won't have a reason to want to come back. Yeah. I would much rather have a thousand twenty dollar transactions yeah. than one two hundred dollar one. Yeah. And that's just the truth. Yeah. And the same thing goes with the brand. Because I remember and to this day, my my intention is the same, is to continue to create a community within the atmosphere that we live in. Whether it's Fresno, the Central Valley, the gym, however you interpret that, that's yeah. what I want. Because even people who think I'm tripping because I'm thinking too big for what they look at my brand as, like, dude, nothing good has come out of Fresno because of that simple mind. Yep. It's mentality, and right? I'm going to continue to push for what I believe in to see that other kids get inspired through what I have achieved. Yep. Whether it's me that makes it or they surpass me and make it themselves. Hey, if I planted that seed in that kid, 
that made it out of here and came back around and let's say they 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 built a center for troubled children to go play at or go do their thing at that I planted that seed. Yep. I'm going to feel good about right. that. It doesn't have to be me, but that is one of my yep. intentions. You know what I mean? Yep. And and I think that too many people are lost in what we're trying to achieve here. It's not to be the best looking. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm 32 years old. My yeah. body's going down the drain. Yeah. It, it, you know, the the more calories I, I ingest, yeah. the fatter I'm getting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every time I wake up, I feel like I look older. That's just a part of life. I have no problem with that. Yeah. My thing is, other than the physicality part, how am I impacting my community on a mental aspect yeah. with higher vibrations? Because everybody wants to talk that way yep. on social media. Right. Everybody, positive vibes, positive <laughs> vibes. But what are you doing? Yeah. A post isn't going to do it. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because your aura in person yep. is sad. Yep. You're not actually putting out that energy when I see you in person. It's true. Reverse. You yeah. know what I mean? Do it. Do it the reverse way. Yeah. Actually live it without having to post it so much. Yep. So you could actually impact everybody's yeah. who everybody who you come across. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know people aren't gonna leave a comment or 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 say, you know what, I've had interactions with Edgar. He's not really like that. Maybe you caught me on a bad day. Yeah. And if you did, I apologize. Yeah. But I could do that in person. Yeah. I have no problem. We don't have to be keyboard warriors. Honestly, I'm a grown man. So I can tell you if I messed up, I apologize. Yeah. The at the same time, I could tell you to your face if you're annoying me. And that's just me being honest. Because there is people that I can't stand just based on the fact that they tell you their game plan over and over and over yeah. Yeah. and they never do anything about it. Yeah. And like I said, that's just me being honest. Yeah. But at the same time, I have the courage to actually put it out there and yep. be like, you know what, man, come on, let's, let's go do some of this work that you're talking about. Cause I'm tired of hearing yeah. your mouth just right. yapping. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you, you want to start up a company here, put $300 to yeah. the side for your design. Let's go buy you some t-shirts. Let's print them. Yeah. It's about eight bucks a shirt. You know, let's start selling them at this price point. Cause at the end of the day, even when they're done, if you're not willing to embarrass yourself a little bit, yep. risk. You know what I mean? You're yep. not going to make it anyway. And I'm, if any anybody in our world, any anybody ever in the existence of humanity has, uh, you know, not shouldn't have room for excuses. It's us. You know, like yeah. I was, I was uh, talking with somebody about like even like business, starting a business. Used to, it's like, well, how do I do that? You had to go you know, try to have face-to-face -face meetings with people that had done it. Now, mm -hmm. now you can just look it up online and figure out how to do you it. Literally like you literally go to liter Google. Literally. And it has like, it, it doesn't even take you to a website. It just up like step on one through eight. <laughs> on it's Google, like, oh, yeah. wow. You yeah. know? But you, people think, I don't know if they think like, well, that's not real. It's, it's, it was too easy. I like, think no, that, I think that it comes down to our fundamental addiction that we have as a, as a society, which is to comfort. And oh, I think yeah. that anything that infringes on our comfort we become opposed to. What, so, why, why do you think people continue to buy book after book yeah. after book, watch podcast after podcast? Yeah. Because they want to delay the process of getting to the process. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like me, 
I, I would love to sit down a day and watch all your podcasts because I'm pretty sure there's information in there that I could digest and be like, oh, man, that that healed me spiritually yeah. or that helped me understand this topic. But at the same time, that wouldn't help my process. Yeah. If I just sit there every day delaying my own process. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is which is why I preach what I preach. Yeah. I mean, even Austin, when we came up with the idea for the pre-workout, both of us had gotten approached by the same person. And we it never happened. But I think now knowing this information that life was waiting for us to meet to create this thought to then executing on the idea. Yeah. Because I remember the day that I made up my mind, you know what? I think Austin's smart enough to pull this off. I don't really know anything about pre-workout, but I have money saved away. Yeah. So what did I do? I drove to my bank in Lemoore. I pulled out my half of the money and I dropped it off. Here, here's my half. Make it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was literally... You, you, uh, you did decision. it. But in, yeah. in our world, um, our world, we just live high on inspiration. Yeah. And it's like inspiration doesn't actually lead to transformation or like change. Mm -hmm. it, at some point, there has to be that application part. Yeah. Inspiration, mm -hmm. application, transformation. Oh, but sure. if you don't apply, then we just, oh, let me repost that inspirational quote. Oh, exactly. You know, because, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, people don't see the the rejection or the, you know, they, they see the the stuff that we post where yeah. people are supporting us and thankfully we do get a lot of support. But I mean, I mean, me and him have talked and, and we're working on uh, helping, you know, grow yeah. it and get it out there to more people and, and get more accounts with it. And it's not easy. You know, a lot of these companies don't want to work with you. They don't see what your product brings to the table. They don't think it's worth what you think it's worth. I mean, it, people just don't see what really goes on uh, behind closed doors. You know, it's not just you make it and then everyone wants to buy it because I mean, even you saying earlier, yeah. like, you know, your, your close friends and family, you know, you rely on them to support you, whatever. Yeah. A lot of them don't even buy it. You know, yeah. a lot of them just, they don't. And yeah. I, and I don't take it personal because it's not my business. If, if they can afford it, if they do like it, I would rather them just take it. And there's times where I, you know, like, hey, come get a free sample. Yeah. And someone won't even come and get that. And yeah. give me feedback like, hey, man, that sucked. It mm -hmm. was not good. Because I would, that that's more valuable to me than you not taking it. Yeah. You know, I would much rather, you know, me give you a scoop of it and you say, you know what, Austin? Like, it's not for me, man. Like, maybe some people will like it, but it just, it didn't react well with yeah. me. And I'm just being honest, you know. I think, um, you know, a lot of people just, uh, I don't know if it's they don't want to support or they don't, uh believe in what you're doing or whatever. But I think those are things that, you know, we have to uh, persevere through and yeah. have to know that that's just part of the process, you know, and not everyone's going to like it. Not everyone's going to want to take it, but we have to do uh, the best we can on, you know, uh, putting it out there and spreading it and seeing uh, that me and him aren't the only ones that yeah. think that this is something great, you mm -hmm. know? Well, we could talk forever. So yeah. we'll wrap it up. How can people yeah. uh, connect with you though? They're listening. What's the best way? Just, so, just shotgun what you got going on. No, nah, most definitely. So you could definitely catch us on Instagram at official underscore iron dot bullies. Okay. That's the account that I mostly use. It's the most active, uh, constantly designing, mm -hmm. pumping out, you know, content, um, constantly trying to evolve the brand. So, you know, people don't have a reason to not support yep. and not say that it's 
up to par with yeah. whatever you'd be able to purchase at a Zoom yep. or what have you. But, um, you know, there's plenty of goals behind it. Um, it's at a very preemie stage yeah. in other people's eyes. We've achieved a lot, but like I said, we're just getting started. Good. Uh, follow me at two aesthetic underscore. Do people ever just call you two aesthetic when they see? Oh you? yeah, like That's, I feel like uh, I do that. Like with people, like it's like I know them by their it's Instagram funny name. You say that because um, real quick, uh, <laughs> when I was in high school, I don't know what went through my head, but my my Twitter name was just you know my first and last name, uh -huh. and for whatever reason I was like, oh, I'm gonna make it something cooler than that, and I thought of two aesthetic. Uh -huh. So for what like, I don't know if it was like two chains or something, uh -huh. it just like popped in my head, but it was T O O uh -huh. aesthetic, and then. Um, you know, when we started doing the pre or whatever, you know, Edgar would tell me, you need to brand yourself, brand yourself. Like, don't just have your boring name, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, brand yeah. yourself. And so I was like, well, this is my Twitter name. And then my graphics guy, I told him, but he put the number two. And uh -huh. then everyone, you know, in my circle that I trust, you know, they're like the two. It looks cooler. Yeah. It looks cooler. So yeah. I was like, all right, I'll do the two. So uh -huh. I, I already requested it. Like, I already so made another Instagram and put it under that. That way no one could take the name uh -huh. just in case just I waited case. too long. And then I switched mine to that. So aesthetic. Yeah. And then you can find our pre-workout. It's at off the leash pre-workout. Uh, it's pretty easy. But And then what if, so off the leash pre-workout is the, Instagram. so like if people are out of state or whatever and want to get their hands on it. Um, yeah. I mean, the link's in my bio, the link's okay. in his bio, the link's on on there. Uh, if they're in Fresno, Elevate Sports Nutrition, uh, GB3 North, off of Shepherd and Cedar. So they can come there and even get a sample of it if you don't want to buy it. But yeah, buy it. You guys buy it. We pay oh, full it's the price. Best. You know it's I mean? the best. It. Yeah. And, uh, uh happy birthday nipsey hustle today yeah. is his born day and uh that was one of my many inspirations and uh missed plenty and uh yeah, yeah man the marathon continues for sure for yeah. sure well yeah. said way to, way to wrap it up yeah. marathon continues thank you nick thanks guys <laughs> appreciate it thank you guys